All right, let's go. We're back. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm doing it now. Okay, you got it. Call I know I am. All right. Take <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Fire and Nights. This is your boy, Carlton with the Heat. Main with the cool. Yes, we're back for another great episode. We're excited. We have a guest here. He's going to be... I feel big time to have a political guest. Right. You know? right. We feel like, like CNN. We should be <laughs> F-I-N-N. F-I-N-N. Fire Ice Net- Network. Okay, we, yeah. News Network. Let's that's, that's, that's enter the guest. <laughs> Yo, we got Mr. Jordan Johnson in the building. What's going on, man? No so much, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. No problem. Now, before we get started, we have to. Now, we all our guests have to pick an element because I'm fire, makes ice. So you have to. What element would you like to be? So you didn't. Br- you didn't brief me on that. Uh, let's we, see. I don't. We don't ever win. When we win, you can't see it, but you know it's there. What was How Kendra? Was <laughs> Kendra air? Uh, okay, so I want to make sure. It's win. funny because Colin, you're asking me, and Kendra's like right there. Like well, that's funny. <laughs> well, she doesn't have I know, a mic, so I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because she looked at me. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> "So win." Okay, so yeah. Jordan's gonna be win. So fire and ice and win today. Sounds good. Alrighty, well glad to have you. Let's go into what I'm hot about first. So right. get, knock that out of the way. Um, this is what I'm hot about. Of course, um, you guys know that Kanye West. Met with 45 um, to talk about some things. I definitely didn't watch it. Didn't want to entertain it. Didn't want to give it the view. Um, but this is what I'm hot about. It's not even really with Kanye. Not really about 45. What I'm hot about is you Kanye acts. And what is a Kanye act? Somebody who just lets Kanye, who gives Kanye the benefit of the doubt. He does nothing wrong in their eyes. Doesn't matter what he does. What he says, poopity scoop, poopity boop, poop, poop, poop. He's still a genius. He can do whatever. It doesn't really matter. And the thing is, this is what, but this is what, this is what bothers me. So, a lot of people was trying to give Kanye some slack. And we're going to get into the details of what we talked about later, but I just want to go ahead and just jump off with this. A lot of people trying to give him slack about meeting with 45. Oh, he's, it's a, you know, he got plans. He's trying to infiltrate the structure. You know, he he's a genius, so he knows what he's doing. He's just trying to get us in. He he trying to let, let Larry Hoover free. Free Larry Hoover, who was a murderer, by the way, but whatever. Um, Carl you know, said we, that. I, I did. Um, and it's like you just trying to... Basically, you're trying to give Kanye an excuse of doing for what he did. Where was all the love and outpour for Omarosa? Where was all the love and outpour for Chrisette Michelle? Where was all the love and outpour for Stacey Dash? Where was mm. it for Tina Campbell, Mary Mary? Where mm. was it for all the preachers, the black preachers, that would go meet with Trump? Where was it for that? It's like y'all pick and choose who y'all want to throw stones at. Oh, because it's Kanye... It's like, oh, he's 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 out the box. He's a genius. He thinks differently. He's a genius, quote unquote. It's like y'all 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 allow him to do whatever he wants to do. Y'all don't y'all don't hold him to the same standard as y'all hold these other people. And the thing that really bothers me, I mean, not the preachers, because the preachers are men, but it's like y'all really threw stones at these women, these black women, our black queens that we supposed to be. Um, you know, not not necessarily. I don't want to say support because again, I'm not saying we have to agree with what they did. But it's like you pick, like you 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 jump in the fence. Mm. It's like it's okay for Stacey. It's okay for throw stones at Stacey because she wants to vote Republican. But Kanye loves Trump. That's his daddy. He's a superhero. <laughs> so it's cool for Kanye <laughs> to say because Kanye is cool. So it's all good. College dropout. Vote Kanye. 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, y'all. Like, Late stop registration. It. Stop it, huh? Late, Late registration. registration. <laughs> Graduation. I, like, stop it. Like, stop it. Y'all kayaks, y'all kayaks make me laugh. Ha ha, I laugh on your lapel. Stop it. I don't believe you. I don't believe your protest. I don't believe your struggle. 
miss me with all the BS. And that's what I'm hot about. Kanye Yaks. That's what it is. Kanye Yaks. Kanye Yaks. That's what it is. Can you spell that for me? <laughs> K-A-Y-N-E dash A-C-S. Kanye Yaks. Okay. Oh, okay. That's how you spell it. Can you like Animaniacs, but Kanye Yaks. And using the sentence real quick. <laughs> you, you, Kanye X, get on my nerves. Oh, okay, okay. There you gotcha. go. It's a noun. That's, it's a noun. Absolutely a noun. I thought it was going to be like Kanye X, like a genius, but I guess I, I was in the wrong But, yeah, that's what it is. So, that's, you know. But just going into what happened, like I said, again, we mentioned that Kanye West met with 45 to talk about different things. Prison reform. Well, um, um, before we get into before we get into that, I want to like kind of further introduce them. So I want the people to know like about you and 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 I guess like why you, why you're here to talk about certain things like your background and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Sure. I'm from Augusta, born and raised in Augusta. Grew up in Dalwood Terrace. Graduated from Cross Creek High School. Yep. Home of the Razorbacks. Homecoming is coming up soon. By the way, don't even look at me like that right oh, now, boy. Carlton. I can't look at you. <laughs> we don't have homecoming. You know, I was so I was I homecoming king. So we don't we don't. We don't do that with cross country. I heard that. <laughs> oh, you was homecoming king? Yeah, I was homecoming king. Oh, wow. Yep, that's, homecoming king. Um, I'm political director for the Democratic Party here in Richmond County. I'm running for president. Mm. Um, the correct title is chairman, but the chairman is, in essence, the president of the party. Gotcha. So, um, you know, we have an important election coming up. So, I, you know, I'm here to just kind of talk a little bit about that and, and share some insight into, you know, what Carlton's hot about and yes. all this stuff. You know? Um. But yeah, so thank you for introducing that, Jordan. But yeah, like I said, we um, we like I said with Kanye, he came in and talked about different things with Forty Five. Um, what is your opinion on that? The meeting there. Well, I, I I'm gonna start off by just saying I'm not mad at Kanye West. Mm. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at Kanye West. I'm disappointed mm. in him because the brother clearly has some mental issues that he's dealing with. If you looked at the meeting, he was talking about prison reform. That's something that liberals are talking about. Mm. Not liberals. Let me say progressives, not liberals. That's something that progressives are talking about. Democrats have been preaching prison reform for years. Mm. He talked about education reform. We're still talking about education reform, uh, about how teachers need to teach to the class, not to the test. He mm. said that uh, that school is boring. That's why kids are getting in trouble and suspended at alarming rates. He mentioned those things. So I'm not mad at Kanye. I think that he went to the White House and said a lot of good things. But he also said some really stupid things, too, like the Make America Great Again hat makes him a superhero. It gives him wings. Like anytime you go to the White House and you praise the same person who uh, during his campaign encouraged his supporters to punch people in the faces Mm. and he would pay their legal fees or somebody who bragged about grabbing women by their private parts. Mm. That's an issue. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't praise those kind of people. If you want credibility with the people who supported your music for years, you call wrong wrong to wrong's face. Right. You don't go up and say that he's your superhero. He made you, you know, feel like this this superhero, whatever the case may be. Because at the end of the day, Donald Trump is not acting on issues that affect black people. Mm. He's not putting in policy where issues are concerned in black people. He's not meeting with black leaders right. other than handpicked preachers that's saying that he's the most pro-black president of all time how can he be more pro-black than the first black president right Mm. how can he be more pro-black than president lyndon johnson who pretty much saved uh african-americans from some of the issues they were dealing with back in the 60s Mm. how how is that possible how is that possible so i don't think that kanye west is uh completely wrong for going to the white house but i think that he could have definitely called the president out on 
a number of things instead of making him sound like he's this great hero for the black community, which in fact, that is not the case. We still uh, get paid significantly less than every other race. We Mm. still have uh, no access to affordable housing, affordable health care. We're still dead last where uh, employment comes into play. He says the black unemployment is at the greatest level of all time. That's not true. Right. So Kanye did his part, but it it just wasn't enough. I'm sorry. What did you say you're running for again? President of the Democratic Party. Okay. Chairman of the Richmond County Democratic Party. I feel like voting for you right now. For some Come on, reason. let's do it. <laughs> you can write a check I to me if you want to. <laughs> I'm, and I'm glad because I, I know I got questions. Even as you were talking, but I'm trying to like, I want, I want you to finish all your points. I just writing stuff down. Uh, you mentioned something a little earlier, and I don't know if, like, is it calling you know, then that's fine. Let me know. But uh, I know there's certain terms for certain kind of parties or people. Mm-hmm. You mentioned liberals, and mm-hmm. then you said no, they're progressed. Right. Well, can you like tell us what those two are? I don't want anybody that's listening, me, to be like, okay, what is this? What right, is that? Right, you know. Right. Well, liberal doesn't necessarily mean Democrat. When you hear the word liberal, you automatically associate it with Democrat. That's not necessarily the case. When you hear the word conservative, you 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 tie it to Republicans. But you have Democrats who are conservative, and what conservatism is just pretty much basically says, you know, less government, more freedoms. Mm. Um, what people try to make liberalism sound like is big government, no freedom. That's not the case. What we're talking about when we're talking about progressive values, when we're talking about liberal values, we're talking about uh, making sure that everyone has an equal opportunity at a quality, uh, a, a better quality of life. We're talking about making sure that if you have a mother who is 18, 19, 20 years old, single, going to school, she shouldn't have to choose between going to school or working. Mm. Those types of things are what we're fighting for. Everything that encompasses a mother making that decision. That's what the Democrats fight for. That's what progressive gotcha, values gotcha, lean toward. Gotcha. We're talking about treating uh, housing as a as a uh, human right. If you're 23 years old, 24 years old, fresh out of college, you have your job being paid $20,000, $30,000 a year, who can afford to pay $800, $900 in rent, let alone $1,000 in rent? So affordable housing isn't affordable. We need workforce housing. That's affordable housing as a human right. So those types of things are what progressive values stand for. We try to link that to liberalism, but it's it's kind of different. Gotcha. Um, but they're just all terms to, to, to mimic Democrat, Republican. Uh-huh. I just I just know that there'll be words you'll say, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, what does that mean?" Right. So I right. just want to make sure I know. What it yeah. Means. No, I mean that's important because I mean a lot of people don't know that. Right. So. Well, we we mentioned that you know we wanted you here, Bethy, just to talk about the importance of voting. So I want to just dive into that. And I guess too, as you dive into that, we'll be going back and forth to the Kanye thing because I also feel like that's important in voting. Sometimes things like that, which right. I know that most if you're woke, quote unquote, or whatever conscious, that seems staged or seem like propaganda for this, that, and third. I can get into that. But it may it may tie in as more you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say? Like, what's what's so important about voting? Because especially in Georgia, you know, a lot of times people, we normally say, well, it's a, it's a Republican state anyway, so why does, it, why does it matter? Why does it matter? But there's more to voting than just for the president. Right, mm. right, right. We, we focus on D.C., and we forget to focus on Green Street. Mm. And, I, and Green Street, of course, is City Hall. Mm. We focus on what happens on Pennsylvania Avenue, but we don't focus on Green Street. That's where your mayor is. That's where your commissioners are. We don't focus on what's happening in Atlanta. That's where your state senators and your state reps are. Mm-hmm. Um, change happens in your backyard. It doesn't happen 200 miles away, 300 miles away. Change happens in your neighborhood. If there's a pothole in your neighborhood and it's messing up everyone's cars, you have a, a part in, in changing your neighborhood. Mm. If you have something in your in your community that's that's plaguing the community, for instance, like uh, alarming rates of, of, of violence, 
alarming uh, crime rates, whatever the case may be, violence, crime, unemployment. We have a, a, a hand in changing those things. Um, voting is important. We always talk about, well, our vote doesn't matter because this, that and the other. That's exactly the narrative that folks want to hear. They want to hear, oh, well, yeah, your vote don't matter, so just stay home. Mm. A, a no vote is still a vote. Absolutely. Mm. We're talking about 600,000 people in the state of Georgia who have no access to health care because the Republican leadership in Atlanta won't expand Medicaid. That's from the governor on down to the mailman. Will not expand Medicaid. We're talking about money that the state has already been granted through the Affordable Care Act. Mm. We're losing out on $8 billion a day in the state of Georgia because we will not expand Medicaid. Wow. It's just a choice. Like it's a choice. They're saying they're not doing it's it, a choice. or they're or they're choosing to do something else with the money. Well, you would think they would be choosing to do something else with the money, but that's not the case. That's not the case. What's happening is uh, just the, the simple fact is Republican lawmakers. The Republican ideology is this is going to cost Georgia trillions upon trillions of dollars of debt, and that's just not the case. This is something that came out of the Affordable Care Act. When the Affordable Care Act was passed, monies came to the states. It was monies that was already allocated to the states to help elderly people get mm. health care, to help that mother with two or three kids make sure that her, her kids were taken care of, to help young people, not just mothers. I'm talking about 25-year-old males who are working at a call center or whatever the case may be, who just can't afford to to make ends meet. Right. You can't afford health care coming out of your check if you're only making a certain amount of money a month. Absolutely. So this money was was coming to the state to just give a, a helping hand. 600,000 people in the state, 17,000 in Burke County alone. We're talking about over 100 schools in the state of Georgia not meeting up to standard. Mm. These are all issues that are on the ballot. It won't say that, but it'll have a name. Stacey Abrams for governor. Sarah Amico for lieutenant governor. These issues are attached to those candidates. Mm. And when we talk about things that's happening in our own backyards every day, Augusta not having enough fun things to do. Augusta, you know, you can't go to the fair without there being fights. All of those things are on the ballot. And when we sit home and we don't vote, we vote against our own interests. Mm. That's the case. Well, so you, but you can't vote on social media. Like, absolutely. Your status is not a vote. Absolutely. You're, you're, when you make a long status for disdain of, of the city and you're not willing to change, that's not a, well, that's not a vote, but you're voting against it. Right. So it's right. like you're hip, being a hypocrite at the same time. Absolutely. You know, you're complaining about somewhere. You could change it possibly mm -hmm. by going to vote. Right. And that one person we're talking about could be um, you know, a, a lot of people. Right. Because a lot of people don't vote. Well, I understand right. why people don't vote. I mean, if, if you've been here for years, your vote matters, your vote matters, your vote matters. But then every time you turn around and go into your community, you don't see change. You won't be motivated to go vote. You won't be motivated to go vote if your taxes go up. You know, you won't be motivated to go vote if every time you turn around, you're getting another bill in the mail for something that you can't afford. You won't be motivated to vote because you're not seeing change happen. Mm. And that's why it's so important to not only vote for your elected officials, but to hold your elected officials accountable. Mm. We would not have had the right to vote if Dr. King had not met with the president of the United States, if he hadn't have irritated Democratic governors in the South, if he hadn't have caused some, some issues, so to speak, right. to get into some good trouble. We can elect your elected officials every year if you want to. I don't care who you elect, but if you don't hold that person accountable, and I'm talking about going to lobby, every lobbyist in Atlanta, we talk about lobbyists. Those are people who have special interests. If Carlton sells shoes, and I uh, am a lawmaker, and I'm trying to make, make it illegal for shoes to be processed in Augusta. Carlton being a lobbyist can come to me and say, I'll give you $100 to vote against that. I want my shoes to be made in Augusta. Mm. I'll give you $200 to vote against that so mm. my shoes can be made. Every lobbyist will ask a politician to do something at some point. Wow. 
They're going to go to a politician, take him out to dinner and wine and dine him at some point. We don't do that. I feel like we see a lot of them. It's a lot of that in like, in, you know, they say art, retain, uh, art imitates life in movies. We see that right. a lot too. Right. Um, so you hit the word lobbyist a lot. And you see a lot in movies, shows. I mean, whether you talk anything from Batman, you know, right. something like that, you see a lot of oh, it. Oh, it's you know? real. And I, now, yeah. now, that you, now that you 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 paint that picture in a certain way, now I'm, I'm everything's coming to my mind. Now, you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? So yeah, one of my favorite shows is to be like House of Cards. Oh, that's so now real. that you're saying like how you talk, what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, it makes sense. Yeah, because I, I watch it just for the drama of it, but mm-hmm. like the stuff you're talking about, like okay, I saw that happen mm-hmm. on that yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So get involved like, in it. Yeah, and, and just watch. I'll tell you a story. We were fighting. We were working on a bill um, in the legislature uh, where we were talking about decriminalizing marijuana. Talking about taking uh, we're talking about taking. <laughs> Kendra, hey, excuse me, lie. what? Excuse me. Kendra, Kendra looked up. I don't know what's going on here. Kendra looked up. <laughs> Marijuana. Something <laughs> on my hand. Okay, I'm just messing with you. I love All you. All of a sudden, <laughs> the the idea was to um, was to lower the amount that would make you a felon. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just treat it as a as a misdemeanor. No jail time, those types of things. Well, we sent out emails to every member who served on that committee. There was a Senate committee, sent out emails to every member of that committee. Well, certain of those, certain members didn't support it. They were Republicans. They didn't support it. Well, if you want to know how the politician is thinking, you always track, track the money. So we tracked the money, and we found out that some of those same Republican lawmakers on that panel were receiving monies from organizations that were anti-marijuana legalization. Mm. Um, whether they believed it or not, they had to answer to the dollar. But... Public voice is so much more powerful than private money Mm. because what we found out was that this bill had never gotten as far as it got this time. Mm. I'm talking about there were people flooding those emails with with their emails with uh, with letters. You had people flooding the state capitol with lobbying. You had people flooding the state capitol at that committee meeting speaking to those senators. And it got far. It didn't pass, but it got it got far for the first time ever. And that's progress. So those types of things is what moves us further and further towards the goals that we're trying to reach. You you won't get it overnight at all. It took us how many years to get an African-American president? How many mm. years is it going to take us to get mm. another one? The, the point is, progress happens. It's not fast, but progress happens. Right. Well, Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of another one, uh, I'm hearing that Kanye is 2020. Say so what? Kanye, 2020 yeah. president. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, uh, I want to know if he's no. voting for him. Absolutely not. No. No. Now, I know look, you said you liked him so much. I, I don't like Kanye. I love Kanye. Oh, and right. I, I'm gotcha. telling everybody right now, I love him. Like I grew up on Kanye West. We already talked about it. Late registration, graduation. I said that he was a genius, Carlton. Quote, unquote. Ain't no quote, is. unquote. He quote is a unquote. lyrical genius. Who else can get on the is track and just say just make up words <laughs> and get rich off of it. Kanye. I'm a Kanye act, Absol- whatever. Absolutely. I'll say it. Listen, but I, I won't. I won't support Kanye. I, here's the thing. I want to say. I want to. I want all the celebrities and everybody to stop trying to run for office. I, I agree. Feel, I, I agree. I feel like because what was this? What happened when Trump came in office? It to me, it felt like it diminished. It diminished the office. It Absolutely. made it a joke. Absolutely. So it's now it's like you got the rocks. I might run. You got. Um, you know, I don't think Will Smith was serious, but I mean, you got people saying Will Smith should run. You know, it's, it's just different people that have no political experience. They've not even been on student council in high school. Right. You have no experience in, a, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be something that you have nothing to do. You're an actor. You're mm-hmm. an entertainer, whatever. Just, I feel like you should leave it to people who actually mm-hmm. know what they're doing. But that speaks to a greater narrative, though. Now, for president, you have to have some kind of experience. Mm-hmm. I don't want a, you know, I, I just don't want any old anybody in the White right. House. But for city council. If city council, if you get your trash late too often, run for office. 
If you want to run for commissioner, if you got a pothole in your front yard, you may work at a call center. I don't care. Run for office. But see, that's a lo- that's, that's a local. Lower, that's that's fine. That's, that's a lower different. level, and that's in your community. I'm talking right. about president goes to war. You need to do. You need to know. Something you need to know what you're doing. doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So or yeah. surround yourself with people who know what they're doing. Right. That's what this president has failed to do. Yeah, he doesn't know, and neither does, does his cabinet. And everybody keep quitting. So right. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like everybody keep we're left resigning. So I right. mean, it is what it is. No oh. more celebrities. <laughs> I, I do want to ask. I know I, I keep. I know you said you're running for. When you when you what you're running for, right? Mm-hmm. Is that something that people that are going to vote can they vote for you? No, that's that's for registered uh, members of the Democratic Party. So okay, what happens so is, have, okay. yeah, you have a you have a committee, um, you have a local committee, and folks are able to come in and become paid not paid members, but they elected members of that committee. There's about maybe a hundred plus who are of that committee that's going to be voting. Right. But you can become a member of that committee. By filling out an application, and that application is voted on by the general body. And so if you're not a member right now, that's fine. You can always become a a member of the party and join committees like Political Action. The Political Action Committee, which I've been the chairman of uh, for about two years now, does exactly what I'm talking about. Going to the Capitol to lobby, staging protests, um, meeting with elected officials over lunch and dinner, those types of things. And so you have an opportunity to come in and do those types of things, um, as a member of the, of the party. But even if you're not an elected member of the party, you can still come to the meetings and still do the things I'm talking about. So, like, let's, let's, let's touch on that real quick. Sure. Meetings. How, if, I want, if I said I wanted to come to a meeting, how would I go about doing that? Like, how would mm-hmm. I know when the meeting is, mm-hmm. uh, the time? Sure. Do I need my ID to get in? Like, mm-hmm. all, like where it's going to be so at? So, you can follow us on Facebook. The, uh, the page on Facebook is Augusta Richmond County Democratic Party. Uh, we generally meet the second Thursday of every month at 7 p.m. At 1101 Green Street. That's our headquarters. Um, that meeting, we usually have somebody from the community come in and talk to us about what's going on. Um, and then also on that Facebook page, uh, you can send us a message and give us your email address. And we'll send out reminders about meetings. Mm. We'll send out uh, just different little hot topics that's going on right you now. You said somebody from the city come out there and talk. Is there anything that's not allowed in there? Like, no. So it's Mike recording there if Absolutely. you want to. Oh wow, this is good. This is good. So stuff. what what's the impact? I guess what's the importance of your group to the city? Like, well, for one thing, Augusta is a heavily democratic city. Augusta votes sixty five to sixty eight percent Democrat every cycle. Uh we have not been a Republican city for as long as I can remember. Mm. All of our senators are uh, Democrats. Well, we only have one senator from Augusta that's a Democrat. All of our state reps from Augusta are Democrats. All of the, well, majority of the commissioners are leaning Democrats. So uh, it's it's heavily populated with Democrats. Mm. And so the importance of that is we're the ones responsible for uh, making sure that we have somebody in office. Um, If you have good people in office, you can get good policy passed. And if you don't have good people in office, we can fight for good policy to be passed mm. um, or to put good people in office. So <laughs> our position is just to make sure that we have good people in office fighting for progressive values, fighting for the issues that matters the most to us in Augusta. Okay. That's what's up. How do you feel? Right? What's your feelings on the current state of people, the current state of who's in office in the city right now? Well, <laughs> I paused for a second. Um you know, I, I think Augusta is, is facing some really good days. I think Augusta is on a good track. I think that we are we are brighter now than we've we you know we're more brighter now than we've ever been. Mm. We have a majority um, African American commission that doesn't mean anything. Uh, Clearly, I th- yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But I don't see a majority African American commission. I see a majority Democratic commission. 
Gotcha, so I'm gotcha. looking at it from a totally different perspective. Nah, 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 uh, we have an amazing mayor. Uh, mayor Davis was a former state rep, former uh, former uh, senator. He's a great mayor, doing some great things. We have great leaders in housing. We have great leaders uh, in engineering. We just have a great city all together. Our sheriff is a great city. He's keeping Augusta safe. So I think Augusta is on a, on a great path. Our fire chief, Chief James, is doing an amazing job in his capacity. I think the biggest part... Um, of, of this narrative should be making sure that we have a strong community mm. to, to talk to the commissioners, to, to yield results for the community. If you have all these great people in office, but the same people are getting business bids, the same people are getting promotions, the same people are getting board appointments. Did you know that you can get a board appointment? If, if, if you see in your community that you don't have a quality library, you can be appointed to the library commission, to the library board, and help make decisions for the entire library system in Augusta. Wow. See, you I, can be on the planning committee. If you, if you want to be on the planning committee or licensing or zoning, whatever the case may be, you can do that. Small business board, you can be a part of those committees. That's why it's important to know who your commissioners are. For mm-hmm. the most part, I think that we have a great commission. I think they're progressive. I think that they're moving in the right direction. But we need to have a strong community because without a strong community, the commissioners will always do what they want to do. Wow. Well, can I? I want to talk about like popular popularity versus power, right? Sure. So I, I would say that the presidential election is more popular. Absolutely. But this seemed more powerful. The, more, the, with the stuff you're talking about it seemed mm-hmm. more powerful because I was like you said, you want to change stuff around you, your backyard. Right. And um, so when people get mad at like or say Obama didn't do enough, or you know Bush didn't do this, or whoever was, whoever was, was the president at the time didn't do this. I do wonder like did they vote yearly or mm-hmm. did they just do it every four years? Presidential, right? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually this is good. I mean, I'm I'm listening back all the time to I was stuck. I, we do a good job like being in the moment, <laughs> but now because I feel like I learned so much, I'm gonna have to listen back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I um, me and Jordan, this is what I do in Carter Says Live. We actually did an episode when 45 got elected. Right. Right. Very disappointing episode. I was. Uh, it was very sad. Not exactly coherent. No, I mean interview. it was just. Nobody, I don't think nobody was. It was just kind of just. I, I was heavily I was like, sedated. I think that was the last episode. Process loud too. I think. I don't know, but anyway, I it think was, so. I think it was. <laughs> Trump canceled the show. Wow. Anyway, Trump canceled. Yeah, Trump. it was horrible. Dude, um, that's your beef. Yo, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was shortly that after the election. Beef. Um, but I was depressed for a very long time. It, Seriously. No, it was. It was honestly that was a very sad. Right. That's a sad time. No. <laughs> I won't be over it until Barack Obama comes back. Oh, oh wow. Okay, so never. That's- right. <laughs> I will never get over this. <laughs> but the the thing the, the thing that I'm seeing in the, in this political climate right now because you seeing everybody so excited trying to push people to vote. Right. Like you know, back in the day we had DDC and Voter Die, and right. then like I now it's kind of like I never got one. I really wanted one, but yeah, I stole it. My mom never let me get it. <laughs> um, but. Now it's like you got all these commercials now. Everybody's saying, especially from the black communities, like, yo, go out and vote to the polls or whatever. If people would have had this same attitude in 2016, do you think we would be in a different place? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I, agree. I don't. I agree with him. I don't think so. I, I mean, we we have to stop looking at our politicians to make us feel like President Obama made us feel. Mm. When, think about it. When President Bush ran in 2000, the Republicans stole the election from Al Gore. We weren't super excited about that. Mm. We didn't get super excited about it until we saw how it was being stolen. Mm. When Bush ran against Kerry, well, when Kerry ran against Bush in 04, 
We didn't get super excited about that. It was just a general election time. But something special happened in 2008. Mm. Something special happened in 2008. Everyone was voting. People who had never voted ever, I'm talking about 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds, never voted before, were voting in that election. Something mm. special happened. It was clearly something special going on. Uh, we felt like we were a part of 2008. It just seemed like every time President Obama opened his mouth, he spoke to us. Mm. In 2013, nothing that Mitt Romney said we cared about. <laughs> Mitt Romney could have said... I will give everybody a thousand dollars to vote for me. We would not have done it. Like SNL did a um, did a, a skit about um, what would it take to make to make us turn away from President Obama, mm. and it was just they the the lady gave all kinds of um, extreme scenarios, and the people that would answer a question was like, nope, not going not going to stop, not going to stop. <laughs> so <laughs> what if you became Muslim? You know, Islam They did they did like they said, no, we're going to do this. That's so I mean, we can't expect to feel that again. Mm. I think we have to just turn our we ha- we cannot vote based off of the heartstring. We have to vote on issues. And I think the problem that we've been facing, Democratic Party as well as every other entity, if you can't pay your bills, you don't care anything about anything other than the fact that you can't pay your bills. If you mm. can pay your bills but your child goes to a school where they're not safe and they can't learn, you don't care about you don't care about gun rights. You just don't care mm. because you, your main issue is education. We have failed to connect with voters on their level. Mm. If you need me to help you get up, you don't want to hear how I can keep you down. That's right. what. That's where we just we have not been able to connect with voters. President Obama did. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. But no candidate will be able to do that. Swag. And I, that may be a stretch to say, but we have to we have to reach voters on on their level. Now, I, I said no candidate can do that, but I, I really misspoke because we have a great candidate running for governor, Stacey Abrams. And she has addressed every issue that I could think of that I care about. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was about to add my next question. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into like what exactly are we voting for? Because some people don't know, like some people go to the polls. I know sometimes I'll be going to the polls. I'll be like, oh, I didn't know I was voting for this. And this would be different stuff. You just look what party they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm, you, you think about the party. Like, yeah. okay, what party is... And like, you, like he just said, you know, you look at Augusta and it's mainly black, but he look at it as mainly Democrat. Yeah. So, so like, we what, see nothing. So, so what, when we go to the polls... What day? What day is that? Is it November? November six. November six. Right. Actually, you can vote right now. Yeah, yeah you, you can. Because yeah. I said, yeah, they do it right now. Up until November second, right? Yeah. You, yeah you registration deadline is over with, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. registered. I just. Yeah, I, I was about to say, if not, well, I was about to walk out. No, I've been registered. Before you All right. That, I do want to say you, you, you touched on that. You said that when Obama, you know, was going for president, people that never voted for voted. So I happened to check this morning when I was getting me and call ready for the stuff. I was mm. I checked and see if I was registered. Even though I did, I voted before, you know, and I looked. I said, I am. So I just checked up people. I know I, I know their birthday, so I checked them. And I'm like, oh, everybody did register in 08. But I was really only 18, so I was, right. you know, I should have been registered in that time. But yeah. people I know that's 10, 12, 50, no, not 50, but maybe like 30 years older than me, like, everything was like 2008, 2008, right. 2008, right. 2008, 2008. They were coming out. They knew how important it was. And yeah. this election is no different. Right. It, it, when I mean, you know, we hear this all the time. Well, this is, this is the most important election of our lifetime. Everything's at stake. We hear it every season. But this is the most the most important election that I have ever been fortunate enough to cast a ballot in. I say that with so much pride. I'm, this election means more to me than the 2016 election. Mm. Uh, when I went and voted for Hillary Clinton, I did it with every fiber of my being. Early voting started on Monday. I ran to the polls to vote for Stacey Abrams for governor. Mm. This race is that important. What we have to realize is this. Stacey Abrams is not just a candidate from Georgia. Stacey Abrams is 
the the biggest name in politics in the nation right now on the Democratic side. Everyone is talking about Stacey Abrams. If you don't know who Stacey Abrams is, I think I can just I can I take this little quick second yeah, to praise Stacey do, Abrams. Please do. Okay. I keep seeing her on Facebook. Stacey Abrams is is the most charismatic person I've ever met. But outside of her charisma, she is the most informed, the most intelligent, the most down to earth, and the most capable, the most qualified woman I've ever met to run for office. Not just woman, but person, period. Yale graduate, Spelman graduate tax lawyer she was minority leader for the house representatives in atlanta she has done the work she has worked with democrats and republicans to pass bills at the state on the state level to help every georgian those are the types of values that i look for in a leader and we have that in stacy abrams why is this election so important i'll tell you why it's so important on the republican side you have brian kemp who's running for governor brian kemp is currently our secretary of state no secretary of state. If you know anything about Georgia politics, you know that the secretary of state is involved, is responsible for a number of things. One of those things being access to voting, voter registration, voter fraud, those types of things. When you register to vote, the secretary of state confirms your registration. Over his course of time being the secretary of state, he has done more to suppress votes than he has to make votes voting easy. Mm. As of right now, there are 53,000 voter registrations sitting in uh, Secretary Kemp's desk in Atlanta, literally 53,000 voter registrations sitting in Secretary Kemp's desk in Atlanta, and he refuses to process them because there's a system that he has put in place called Exact Match. So if your name is Carlton Xavier Clay mm-hmm. and it's a dash between Carlton and Xavier, Stop. the dash being missing keeps you from registering to vote. That's- Crazy. Or if you turn in your voter <laughs> registration, let's just say you you are disabled, you're blind, mm. and you're getting your granddaughter or your grandson to help you register to vote, mm. and granddaughter doesn't uh, make her L legible, you're you're out. Is that match disqualifies you? There are a thousand people in Augusta affected by exact match That's right crazy. now. I ain't know nothing about that. In Gwinnett County, absentee ballots, which are ballots that are cast ahead of time right mail votes have been thrown out literally there had in augusta alone okay in augusta alone we have had the most registrations in all of history and the most absentee votes in all of history that says something that says something that says that people are excited and they're getting ready to come out to vote but when you have a secretary of state holding up fifty-three thousand registrations in the state a thousand in augusta throwing out absentee ballots in gwinnett county we have an issue if he's making it this hard to vote, what would he do as governor of Georgia? Mm. And that's why it's important to have somebody in the governor's office who has a broad scope on what's important here at home. Education reform, not just education, but public education reform, mm-hmm. making sure that public education stays public, not privatized right. to big business. Criminal justice reform. Stacey Abrams is talking about how to get people who just made bad decisions mm-hmm. back on their feet not mm. victim to society. Mm. These are issues that she has been talking about, not since she's been running for governor, but since she stepped foot in the state capitol uh, well over uh, eight, nine years ago. Mm. She's serious about this. And how do we know she's serious about it? Because she's done the work before. Brian Kemp has not. And that's why this election is so important, because everything that Stacey Abrams will do as governor will trickle down to the to the local, to the cities. Right. It has no choice but to. Well, you mentioned Brian Kent. You mentioned Stacey, yeah, the State, Stacey Abrams. What about Ted Metz? I don't know Ted Metz. It's, can you refresh me on Ted Metz? 
Well, it just, his name is on here, so I ain't on the Demo- on the on, on oh, he's the, Republican, I'm sure. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a Libertarian. Oh, I don't know. Cares. Nobody. Cares. <laughs> well, I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me be politically correct. <laughs> nah, real, <laughs> I don't. I don't know Ted Metz. Who else? I don't now, know what, nothing about now, the Libertarian Party. Now we're going to the poll. He mentioned Stacey Abrams. What else? Who else should we be voting for? Who else should we be? What other offices should we be looking at when we go to the well, you, to go you vote? You want to go through? Definitely not Ted Metz. <laughs> but I'll tell you on the Democratic ticket. You have a number of candidates that you that I'm just pushing for the Democrats. So you, so man, you got a list. I don't need that list. Oh, okay. So go ahead and read, <laughs> so read the list. I'm, and I'm then we amped, get man. Jordan, Jordan can give us. His <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just go. We're gonna go through them. Let's know, do it randomly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Go. If I gave you, I already gave you, gave you a, a well, bunch on Stacey. That's the people. No, that's the people. That's the ballot right there. Yeah, these names. You didn't give me no names. I gave you my stuff, my personal information, huh? <laughs> my bad. Wait. <laughs> let me see that. Yeah, let me see that though. No, that's right. You sure? No. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Call <laughs> trying to take my information. All right. Um. Okay. So when I when I I wanna and you can do the same thing. Call. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna say what it's for. And you tell me like, why that position. Oh, what that position is about. Sure. And I'll say the candidates. And sure. if you know them, cool. If not, then you know whatever. Let's do it. Um. The first one I'll go with for Secretary of State. We got Brad. Raffins that big R word. Yeah, so he's a Republican. That's probably a no for me. But we got Brad Hem, John Barrow, mm-hmm. and Smith Duvall. I'm supporting John Barrow for Secretary of State. John Barrow uh, was uh, was a congressman. He was the congressman over the 12th district uh, for a very long time. I think he served from 2005 up until 2014, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure my numbers are wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, it was from 2005 until 2014. John Barrow served as congressman over the 12th congressional district. He's a Democrat, uh, and he served well. John Barrow was always accessible. He always stood up for what was right. Uh, and he made sure that uh, everything that we needed as constituents in the 12th District was taken care of. John Barrow also understands that the Secretary of State's job is not just voter registration, but to make sure that businesses are registered, to make sure that it's easy to start a business, and make sure that businesses have what they need to succeed. John Barrow not only did that as a congressman, but he also did it as a as a councilman in Athens. He's done it as an attorney, and he's teaching it as a professor. So John Barrow is more than qualified and ready to serve as Secretary of State. Okay, okay. Awesome, awesome. All but right. what is Secretary of State? Did you mention that? What is what, it? What, what Secretary of Secretary State? Secretary of State oversees elections in Georgia. They oversee mm-hmm. voter registration, and they oversee business. So that's gotcha. what Brian Kemp is now. That's he's what Brian Kemp is doing now. Okay, he's yes. not doing a good job. I got you. Okay. Right. Okay. Exactly. It is time to send him on an extended vacation. All right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he is amped, ain't he? Yeah, absolutely. I've already voted. I'm good. Um, <laughs> go ahead, man. Do, do the other one. Okay, I'll do the other one. Cool. All right, the next one I want to do, because I really want to know what this one is about, uh, for State school superintendent. Right. I'm big on school. They got two candidates. It says Richard Woods, Mm -hmm. who's a Republican. Republican. And then Otha Thornton Thornton Jr. Right. Good thing about this race, I'm supporting Otha Thornton, of course. Otha Thornton went to Meadowbrook Elementary. Come on, Meadowbrook. He's an Augusta boy. Can anything good come out of Meadowbrook and Windsor Spring? Yeah, Otha Thornton did. Good thing about Otha. Otha was the national president of the PTA. He worked in the Obama administration. He helped President Obama uh, with his education bills, with his education efforts. Um, as a matter of fact, with Opportunity School District, the uh, uh, biggest news story about education came in 2016 with Opportunity School District, which was the governor's way of taking over public schools in Georgia. He wanted 100 schools. He deemed 100 schools failing in the state, majority African-American schools in impoverished areas. 
Um, if they didn't make a 70 um, on their CCRPI score, which is the College Career Readiness Index, yeah. uh, Performance Index, what happens is they judge schools based off of their ability to fundraise, their ability to you know pass tests, attendance, things like that. If the school didn't match up to those uh, to that number, then they were deemed failing. Well, what happened was uh, Richard Woods was someone who was supporting that. You know, he's state school superintendent, but the Opportunity School District would have appointed a totally new superintendent that answered only to the governor. Mm. That's that's just not cool. And not only that, but public dollars would have went to private institutions. Oath Thornton fought tooth and nail every day, every night, not only from D.C., but in Atlanta. He came to almost every major city in, in the state fighting against that, and he gave resources against that. So uh, Oath Thornton has had his finger on the pulse of education for years. Uh, retired colonel out of the military. Like I said about John Barrow, Oath ready and he's qualified. I don't know anyone else who can do it. Now, we Lieutenant Governor, now is Lieutenant Governor like equivalent to like the Vice President mm-hmm. to the President? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So we have Geoff Duncan and Sarah Riggs Amico. So the thing with Jeff Duncan. Jeff. Well, I'm not mad at you because the first time I read, I'm saying, who is Geoff? Jeff. <laughs> thing with Jeff Duncan is this. Jeff Duncan did nothing as a state senator, and now he wants a promotion. The, uh, I, don't, I don't believe in promoting people who don't perform well. Mm-hmm. If you don't perform well, you get fired. Jeff Duncan, the, the lieutenant governor oversees the state senate. So you have the lieutenant governor over the senate, mm-hmm. uh, and they set the tone for the senate. They set the tone. They set the policy. They do it's the whole nine yards. Jeff Duncan served in the senate and did absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, he helped lead uh, support over the Religious Freedom Bill, which was pretty much a license to discriminate against LGBT uh, uh, people, people who identify as LGBT. Yeah, he ain't going now. So, uh, already. well, he has he has he he's just a typical Republican. Sarah Riggs Amico is a business owner. She's a mom. She uh, she's definitely not a politician. I don't say that about a lot of people. She is not a politician. She's a business owner. She has employed well over 1,500, 2,000 employees every single day uh, wow. in, in, her, in her small business. And she knows what it takes to, to not only oversee the Senate, but she knows the issues that are important. How does she know these issues? Well, she's, she's a mom. She's right there in the middle of the fight. It's important that we're focused on issues like jobs, raising minimum wage. Healthcare, expanding uh, Medicaid, and education reform, making sure that teachers are able to teach. That's what Sarah Rick Samico is standing for. I don't know what Jeff Duncan stands for. He didn't stand for anything when he was in the Senate, so I don't know what he's going to stand for now that he wants to run the Senate. You have to show me something before I hire you to a job. And he's failed his performance review. Uh, I, I want to say, when you talk about for state school superintendent, I guess I need to, and I got to slow down too. What exactly is that job? It oversees all the schools. State school superintendent sets the policy for the schools. State school superintendent works with the legislature to uh, uh, fund the schools. They are the ones that's working with the um, with the state department, the uh, education department in D.C. to uh, set the tone for the schools. If schools have issues, the state school superintendent is that person who is responsible for making sure that those issues are no longer the case. That's his do, job. Do they work like directly with the board of education and it stuff sure like that? It sure do. Okay, it, I was want to say I want to. Just throw this in there. I knew somebody that wanted to kind of move their kid uh, to another school because their kid was in one school and they just, but they just, they didn't like it. They felt like the last school they was at was a better school for the for for her kid, and that um, she just wanted that her kid to go to that school. You know what I'm saying? And right. they kind of like not allowing it. Right. But she's like, you know, my kid's not learning nothing here. They they, they behind in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Her grades are failing because now it's, it's like she's 
trying to be like the other students in the school that's not doing work or that's used to a certain criteria and she used to a different criteria right. and she felt like it's kind of like weighing her down mm-hmm. and you know mess, messing her behavior mm-hmm. up and I feel like they send a letter saying that you know pretty much nothing you can do at this point right and like what do, what, what does a parent do at that point well there's a house bill I forgot the house bill title so forgive me but the house bill pretty much says that if the school has open uh, it has any vacancies that you can go to that school you can apply to go to the school and it's pretty much easy to get into that school now it depends on how Soon she did that. If she did it uh, too late, then of course she won't be able to get in. But there's also a way that you can get in through zone exemptions. But the the fact of the matter is, she shouldn't even have to do all of that. Exactly. You know, exactly. The, the reason why we have the schools the way we have them is because we're talking about well, this new math is hard, or you know, this, that, the other. The fact of the matter is, if you're in an area where the mean income is twenty thousand dollars a year, mom and dad or just mom or just dad, they don't typically have the time to sit down with Johnny and Sue to get homework done to mentor because they're working to put food on the table mm-hmm. to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be the case. Where you live dictates the quality of the education. If you live in 30815, the education may be much different than 30901. If you mm. live on 30901, it's much different than 30907. Yep. So where you live is it's pretty much going to determine your education. Socioeconomic impact has an impact on education. So the state school superintendent is responsible for working with local jurisdictions to make sure that these issues are addressed. We call them wraparound services. Mm. If you're hungry, you can't read. If if you come to school hungry, you can't learn. So our job is to make sure that you're fed, that you're fed, those wraparound services. If you just need a little extra help, we should be able to help out with those services. Uh, we, We call that community schools model. Community schools models pretty much says that you're from the community. You know that community. You should be the ones making decisions about that school. Right. And that's right. what's happening. That's what we're trying to get in place. The, the Democratic legislature put that forward in the Senate. didn't even get a hearing. Mm. Now, for Tom's sake, we want to just kind of. Sure. Because I know I can, I can run my mouth a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like but it so far. I just want to just get, like I said again, just kind of get the importance of these jobs. We already, you already said you do Democrat all Every the Democrat. Way. Democrat all the way. That's, that's pretty so, much what I, the vibe I got. Explain <laughs> the attorney general job. Just Real quick. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can do that real quick. Okay. So you see what happened with Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tamir Rice, Stefan Clark. The attorney general is responsible for making sure that if we have anything going on like that in our state where justice needs to be served, it gets served. The wrong attorney general will make sure that it doesn't get served. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but when we're talking about organized crime, gangs, mafias, the attorney general is in, is in charge of making sure that, you know, George is safe. We have to make sure that Charlie Bailey gets elected to that position. All right. I was about to ask you, yeah, Charlie Bailey. All right. So, no, I see these all the time. Like, Commissioner of Agriculture, Insurance, and Labor. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's important. So, and so Commissioner of Agriculture, break that down. Commissioner of Agriculture is the ones putting the food on the shelves in Walmart. Okay. In, in Food Line, in whatever you buy your food. The Commissioner of Agriculture is making sure that you have quality food at an affordable rate, especially in areas like East Augusta, where we have gone without a grocery store in years. Wow. We have to make sure that we have quality food. Have to make sure that farmers are protected we have to make sure that we're growing our food in our state and not getting our food from china or somewhere else that's the commission of agriculture's job fred swan uh knows what it's like because he is a farmer he has farmed it's a smart man no one's more qualified than fred swan right now to take on that job man all right so next is commissioner of insurance janice laws one of my favorite people to ever walk this earth janice laws uh is a is an insurance agent she's worked in insurance for years and i'm definitely supporting her for insurance commissioner the insurance commissioner is making sure that uh these insurance companies aren't getting over on the consumer car insurance home insurance all these different insurances that you're required to have Mm -hmm. she's making sure that they're not getting over on you 
The insurance commissioner is responsible for regulating insurance companies to make sure that it's fair and that what we what we're trying to get those services uh, match the price that they're charging for. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely important because the insurance rates. Jesus. Right. <laughs> right. It's all fraud. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So, connects is commissioner of labor. Commissioner of labor. Uh, that's someone who's making sure, like like I said, when I mentioned uh, when I mentioned minimum wage going up, mm. the commissioner of labor is someone who is thinking about jobs in Georgia, three sixty five, twenty four seven. That's the commissioner of labor's job. Okay. We're talking about areas in rural Georgia who don't have access to big manufacturing companies, who don't have call centers. That person, the commissioner of labor, is in charge of making sure that if you need a job, you get a job, and that affordable, that that quality jobs available in areas like uh, you know places that we just don't normally talk about in Georgia, Tifton, for instance, mm-hmm. Swainsboro, mm-hmm. those places that you don't necessarily go. But not only <laughs> that, but making sure that you have jobs in places like Augusta, because regardless of our size, the jobs sometimes can be slim. So Absolutely. that's his job. He's thinking about jobs. Absolutely. Now there, okay. So there are two. For public service commissioner things mm-hmm. on here. Right. So we have two of mm-hmm. them. Public service commission. Okay. Absolutely. That's regulating, for instance, Georgia Power. So your lights, your utilities, all those things, they're regulating them. So Georgia Power, Jefferson Electric, they answer to the public service commissioners. And they're in different districts. Okay. Um, so you have... Um, you have on public service, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think I probably will be, but that's, uh, tell me who that is. That's Don Randolph. It's, yeah, it's Don Randolph for one. That's and, the other one. And then there's another one, Lindy, Lindy Miller. Miller. Okay. I knew I was right. I don't know why I'm second guessing myself. Don <laughs> Randolph and Lindy Miller are, are both uh, responsible for those things. And, and, and again, you have to have somebody to stand up to those big businesses because those big businesses are going to your legislature Asking for favors. If you don't have anybody standing up to them, those favors are going to get pushed through and we're going to be stuck with high light bills, high utility bills and everything. I'm talking about public public service. All of the services that the public utilizes mm-hmm. have to be regulated through that office. Wow. Don and Lindy are amazing people. Okay. Well, oh, I'm going to ask why for it says for uh, state senator from 22nd district. Why is it just one one there? Harold, uh, senator Jones doesn't have any opposition. Oh wow! Yeah, so he doesn't have. He doesn't any have reason any for that. Well, well, he's doing a great job. So typically, you would either have a Democrat challenge him if they if they're not happy with him, or you have a Republican. And like I was saying, George, Augusta is a is a heavily Democratic area. Right. A Republican could win the twenty second Senate district. However, it's highly unlikely. So you shouldn't even waste your money. If you look at the ballot, you see the twenty third Senate district is only one person, and that's a Republican. There's no Democrat. And the one twenty fifth district. Same yeah. That's why I asked that question. Okay. The one twenty five is a Democrat, same thing. They're satisfied with Representative Nelson. No one's going to primary her. Nobody's going to run well, against what her. What about special elections? It's a Republican. So I guess Natalie Payne is doing a great job. Natalie Payne is our district attorney. Yep. Okay, so that's cool. And then we have the U.S. Representative 116th Congress from the 12th Congressional District of Georgia. That's a hot seat. That's the seat John Barrow used to hold. John Barrow was the, con- was the congressman from the 12th District, but he was gerrymandered, which means the Republicans chose their voters. They cut his district and added more Republican voters What's in. What's that word you just said? Gerrymandered. Yeah, I had that, I had that as a word before. <laughs> yep, and that's Ooh. what happened. Push John Barrow right out of office. So the congressman there is Rick Allen. Tell yeah. you something funny about Rick Allen. Rick Allen is a millionaire. And how did he become a millionaire? He literally built Augusta. Schools, the library, shopping centers, shopping malls. Rick Allen did it. Mm -hmm. Hotels, parking decks. Rick Allen has done it. 
Rick Allen is beholden to Donald Trump. He does not come to his district. He does not hold town hall meetings. He does not answer his phone. Oh, wow. Rick Allen is only in D.C. to fulfill Republican interests. Mm. However, Francis Johnson, who is an attorney and a that pastor from Statesboro. <laughs> you said I went left? No, I was, like, I was going to tell you, like, you know he's a Republican, right? Because you were saying good things at first. It seemed no. like he built this, he built that, he no, did that. No, when like, I say okay. he built Augusta, I don't mean that in a good way at all. Because no. if you're a congressman, you shouldn't be getting all, you know, you shouldn't be getting public money. Your buildup is fantastic. But let me tell right you, I, if I could, if I, my dream is to get Rick Allen out of office. Francis Johnson is a pastor and an attorney from Statesboro, used to be the former president of the NAACP in Georgia. Mm. And he is giving Rick Allen a run for his money. And the thing is, the numbers are there. Francis can win the 12th district. Wow. His civil rights attorney, the whole nine yards. Let's go to the polls, people. He's the second coming of Dr. King. Looks yeah, like a man talks uh, like him. I feel like I could have talked to you and I got my votes from there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I filled out the little ballot that man. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you know, I, I do want to just throw in there a little bit. I know I got to be the, I got to be that guy. You know, sure. um, now obviously if we had had somebody that was on the contrary of you, so they Republican, they'll be, say, they'll be saying things about the other person, right? right? So, but do you think that, because I, I guess every, I think every politician has something that they can say about the other person, because mm-hmm. you have to, uh, you know, sign off on certain bills or side with certain things. So I always see that how when they go against somebody, they say, well, this person was for this back in the day, da, da, da. Right, right. So once you're a politician, you pretty much like, once you say you're with this, that's what's going to be with right, you forever. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, do you think that the, the, the Democrats that you were talking about have negative things about them as well well of course i do i think that when we say negative i want to i mean we're not talking about something that's gonna gonna affect them when i say i absolutely think that they have something negative if you go looking for something you'll find it mm. um, but it's all perspective though like what i think is like because you said something about marijuana earlier and country had a, um, a moment like that was oh you didn't <laughs> oh, cool. well now you know if you, you know well if you but want to I mean, it's just like but perspective-wise, some people might say it's a good thing, and some people are like, oh, no, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, not just, as negative. You check just, the record. Yeah. Just okay. check the record. Gotcha. If you don't support it, typically you're on the other side of the aisle anyway. Mm. But check the record. If you're running for governor and your record doesn't show that you could make a good governor because of what you've done before, check the voter records. Chances are that that person's just not going to be, you know, running on a good, on a good you know, mm-hmm. a good term. But, you know, like I said, if you go looking for something, you'll find it. Absolutely. I think they all have something that can be thrown out there. We call it the October surprise. The October surprise is something that comes out a month before the election mm-hmm. to kind of throw you off your game. Everyone gets an October surprise. Right. You know, so you just have to keep moving. Now, I was born in October. Since we're in- yeah, both were. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, just throwing, I'm just throwing it out there, bro. You know, we got, we got a good month. I knew, I knew something was good about our month. Right. I already knew. <laughs> And I was born on 10, 10, too, so I like to think that's like the Libra balance for me. Oh, goodness gracious. Libras. God took his time. What can you do uh, with Libras? Oh, man. Uh, so, we live in Augusta. What are some things we should be looking at in Augusta? Like, what? Well, first off, you should be looking at considering running for office on these on these next couple of years. You have a 2020 election, 2024 election coming up. There's going to be open seats Run for office. You don't have to have anybody come grant you access to that. You don't have to go kiss anybody's ring. Run for office. Mm. And if you if you know what you're talking about, you have a good game, folks will support you. Run for office. That's the first thing you need to be looking at. There's a couple other things going on. Uh, there's a lot of developments getting ready to happen downtown. Uh, one on the riverfront, the old train depot. Mm. That's getting ready to be a multi-use uh, facility, hotels. Uh, not hotel. I'm sorry. Um, apartments, luxury apartments, restaurant space, amphitheater, 
office space that's getting ready to be huge. Uh, you also have a couple other housing developments popping up around the city. Are There's so much. In some people's eyes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. In some people's <laughs> eyes, it's affordable. In my eyes, no. Um, simply because of the area that they're coming up in. Mm. I, I just I just don't believe it is. But anyways, that's a different topic for a different day. Uh, but yeah, there's so much good going on in Augusta right now. I suggest that you go to these community breakfasts that are going on. Stay abreast of what's going on on Facebook. Listen to the news. Watch the news. Go to the commission meetings. There's so many things that are available to young folks who want to own homes, to businesses that are trying to start up. There's so many great opportunities out there. Um, and we know you have to get ready to head out. Um, but if somebody wants to look up, like, I guess, all the information on their own, just kind of because some people need to study for themselves. Where can they go? Like, everything you said, mm-hmm. like, where can they go look up stuff? A good, a good, a few good spots. You can add me on Facebook, Jordan Johnson. I, mm-hmm. I try to do... My best to keep folks updated on what's going on when I'm not talking about random stuff that I just, you know, put on uh, Facebook yeah. throughout the day. <laughs> I, I put all kinds of stuff out on Facebook. But um, at me on Facebook, I do my best to keep you updated. You can add Augusta Richmond County Democratic Party uh, on Facebook. You can go and look up pages like Augusta Today, Augusta Political Watch. Um, just find these pages that are that are speaking to you. Augusta News Now is another page on Facebook you can go to. Uh, you can follow Mayor Hardy Davis on Facebook. You can follow WRDW. Just so many different news sources uh, for you to know what's going on on Facebook. Just make sure that you're checking your sources. Don't just believe right. what you see. That, that meeting we spoke about earlier, so it, it, that passed. That was last Thursday. One, what, what the meeting? meeting about the, every second Thursday? It was yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that yeah. passed already. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to have to hit you about this next one. I wanna, do I want to just I want to get a vibe and get a feel of it. Yeah. And I want to get some footage also. Come sure. on, man. Let's yeah, do it. I'm ready. Because, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> I would not be surprised if man come back. Like, me, you know what? Me I'm t- running. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm running for office. That's what I'm saying. You have to believe in your power to make change in your community. If you don't like it, don't get on Facebook or Twitter about it. Get a clipboard. Get some signatures and run for office. And in Augusta, you don't even have to have signatures. You go down and pay your registration fee, run for office. Go make a difference. That's the word. Why not? So what, so last thing, what, if you had to stress something, because again, this is a very important election, November 6th, y'all make sure y'all go out there. What is the thing that you want to stress? I want to say vote like it matters. I'm not talking about no issues, any of those things. Vote like it matters because every issue that you care about is on that ballot. Mm. You have got to turn out. I don't think people understand how serious this election is. Stacey Abrams, if elected, would be the first black governor of Georgia. She'll be the first black female elected in the history of the nation. And they say, oh, this is Georgia. That'll never happen. That's not true. The numbers are there. We're in dead heat. 46 to 44 percent right now. 46 for Stacey, 44 for Brian. Everyone has to turn out to vote. Everyone right. has to turn out to vote. And not only that, I'm not only pushing you to go vote, I'm pushing you to find out what's happening in your own backyard. I'm, I'm pushing you to go out there and, and volunteer, to go help the homeless, go do something. Because the future of your city, the quality of your, of your city, of your state, it depends on you grabbing a clipboard, grabbing a rake, grabbing a shovel, putting on your marching shoes, protesting. It depends on that. So I need everybody to activate their family members, activate their friends, and get out there and change the community. We can build a brighter future because we've done it before. We have to leave this community better than what we got it. That's what I want you to put in mind. And once you have that in the back of your mind, you'll go vote. You'll go do all your civic duties. But you have got to get up and change your world. Your world is not the entire world. Mm. Your world is your surroundings. You have to change your world first. Awesome. That's, that was that was good. Well, Jordan, I'm, I'm thank happy, you so man. much. I appreciate you. For joining us here on Fire and Ice. And, and air. Appreciate you. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, win. And win. Win. Fire win. and ice and win.
win. Don't, don't mess me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. We appreciate it. No, for real, sis, you, you definitely giving us some knowledge. Yeah, I I'm feel smart already. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm going to go home and be uppity. Come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, Ma, you ain't voting? What's wrong Kanye with you? Yeah. Know <laughs> 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 well, again, like I said, we appreciate you guys. It's very important that you guys go out and vote again. If you have any questions, like I said, he gave y'all tons of resources you guys can look up. Um, so y'all definitely do that. Be responsible. Be a responsible candidate and do your part when it comes to um, being a, a citizen in this in this world. So right, yeah, definitely important. All right, so we're gonna take a break. We got our, coming up next. We have an interview with actor, writer, director Reggie Gaskins. Um, we'll be talking to him about some stuff he's working on, and plus we're gonna take it back to some old school stuff that he you know he wants to talk about too as well. How to make it in L.A. Yes. So we got a new music from Me Fi Me. Um, coming up, and so we'll be right back. You are listening to Fire and Ice. All right. Yeah. I don't believe in tricking, and mine raise no dummies. No dummies. She thick as a stripper, her skin tone look like honey. It look like honey. Look how she moving, man. She gon' get all my money. All my money. Watch how she push through, man. She gon' get all my money. Get all my I don't money. believe in tricking, no. and mine no dumb, no dumb. She thick as a stripper, and her skin tone look like honey. Like honey. Look how she moving, man. She gon' get all my money. Got all my money. Watch how she push through, man. She gon' get all my money. All she my five money. pretty brown eyes. brown eyes, tiger stripes and thick thighs. thighs. Big old booty, just like Judy. Tattoos on the waistline. Woo. Them other girls stay big mad. big mad. That should be a hate crime. Woo. No tummy teaser, body wraps. Always next, she stay fine. Stay fine. She modeling for house of style. style. Bartin off in 3D Saturday nights and level. Now she might be flaming, raise a meal I caught her leaving out the mall Man, I couldn't help myself The way she looking that sundress She can get all of my chick Let me stop, yeah, that's a lie Tricking off, I'm not that guy But we can hit the town on me You'll have the time of your life K-I-N-G, that be me I'm trying to put you on the team Play your cards right, you'll be wife And get your ring just like that I don't believe in tricking And mine raise no dummies She thick as a stripper Her skin tone look like Yo, 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 welcome back Main and Carlson representing Fire and Ice. <laughs> my new sound effect. My sound effect. <laughs> and we have our special guest uh, for today's this week's podcast. Um, you may remember him from the hits UPN sitcom Eve. We got Mr. Reggie Gaskins. How you doing today, sir? I am wonderful. What's good? Nothing much, man. How's everything out there in sunny California? A little envious. It's sunny, you know what I mean? Rent is high, but, you know, just got to make a choice. I'm either going to pay my rent or enjoy the sun. It's one or the other. <laughs> well, um, let, since, you start, since you started off there, let me ask you, how does how does one make it in L.A.? Like, how does one survive in L.A. with such high rent? How do you survive with, with the high rent, you mean? Yeah. Um, don't get caught when you rob folk. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it sound like it sound like every state. Uh, it, in reality, you know, it's the one thing I would say, at least for me, the fact that rent is so high, it increases the the hustle that you have for whatever your craft is, be it a lawyer, a mathematician, a teacher, an actor, writer, whatever the case is, because you have to work to earn the money to live out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it can't really it can't really just be literally about a dream. Right. It's got to be. I have to monetize this dream. I don't have no choice. These fools about to turn my lights off. I ain't eight in two weeks, and I'm hungry. Right. So 
you really got to figure out how you really, really going to monetize your dream. So for me, it really increases how much I hustle for my craft, you know, acting, writing, and directing to make a living off of it. Yeah, that's that's some good that's some good words of advice. That's definitely some good words of advice. So let's start from the beginning. Um, let's talk about how actually you got started in the in the entertainment and acting and everything. So give the people a little bit of your background. Uh, my career started at Freedom Theater in Philadelphia, and Philly. the way it happened was I was taking a semester off from college in my junior year before I started my senior. I'm sorry, my senior year, and before I went back to finish my senior year of college came back home to Philly. And during that time off, I wasn't doing anything but playing ball and working. Mm -hmm. I'd go to work, and then after I worked, I'd play ball. And I was like, man, this has got to be more to life than just this. And one day, walking home from the basketball courts, um, I walked past Freedom Theater, and I heard all this noise inside. I was like, what are they doing in there? And my Freedom Theater is kind of in the hood. So the, the security guard out front, as I'm standing there listening, I guess he thought I was going to try and rob the joint and was scoping it out or something because he was like, what you standing in front of this building for? You ain't going to come in here or you going to get your butt out the way. But you ain't going to stand here casing out the joint. Right? That's crazy. I ain't going to rob no theater. What, I'm going to get some tutus and a playbill? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. So I went in and, and, you know, checked it out and took a class and have been acting ever since. Okay, that's what's up. So when did you make the when did you make the move from Philly to, to California? I got out here in into LA the end of ninety seven, beginning of ninety eight. Okay. And what brought me out here, I was doing plays. I started as an actor, but a lot of the plays I was doing, you know, it was like Langston Hughes, Fences, Two Trains Running, Piano Lessons, things like that. But I had wanted to do more contemporary plays, so I began to write. Okay. So I wrote a play that did really well in Philly, and then showed the run one weekend, ended up running like two months, and I wrote another wow. one. And two of my actors that were in one of my plays, they left for L.A. Okay. Um, one of them is, is um, on the show The Have and Have Nots, brother by the name of Keith Burke. Okay, okay. Yeah, and he was in my play, and he and another brother named Keanu Levin, who just did Lethal Weapon, um, they both were in my play in Philly, they came to L.A. I didn't want to come to L.A. I was like, I'd rather do theater in Philly and New York. I don't, I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to do television. I don't want to do film. I just want to do wow. theater. <laughs> he talked me into it. I came out and I drove out. We drove out together from Philly. And since I've been out here, have not done that many plays and fortunately have only been doing you know, TV and film. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, um, I want to ask, when did you get your, like, what was, like, your first major break, you would say? Your first big break? Uh, this, this movie Showtime. Let me backtrack. Showtime was my, my first, oh, man. Showtime was my first big break <laughs> from the standpoint of working with a very notable actor in Eddie Murphy. Mm. Mm. Um, but kind of, but my, my, my first big break was I was a struggling actor out here. And my ex-wife and I were just, we were just struggling. So I had gave up acting and was really just kind of managing her and trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life. 
I took her to an audition one day, and she was auditioning for a role, you know, the husband-wife situation. I'm sitting in the lobby, and a few men had not shown up yet. So mm. it was like four, four women waiting. But they didn't plan. have any guys to read with them. So the director had asked my, my ex-wife at the time, would your husband mind coming in and reading for, um, you know, one of the characters until mm. some other guy showed up? I was like, yeah, I'll read. I'll, whatever, I don't care. You know, I was like, I ain't acting, so I don't give a darn. I went in, read, ended up booking it, and the show became like this this cult classic for ABC. And our show um, was the original Punk. Okay. What was the name of the show? Our show was called Go Sick. Okay. And ABC felt that, you know, because we were embarrassing folk, you know, like we were just playing... Playing tricks on people, you know. I, was, I dressed up as a meter maid and was giving people tickets for no reason in Beverly Hills. Wow! So, first of all, you already know how mad you get when you get the ticket, right? Meter maid, right? Right? Imagine a black meter maid in Beverly Hills giving you a ticket for no reason. <laughs> and I give you an example. <laughs> this one dude, he was pulling into the parking spot, right? Right. And I and I'm walking, so I started waving them in and. The director and the producers were like, Brad, you can go for it. We'll just follow you around because I'm an improv actor. I said, okay. So I waved him in, right? So mm-hmm. the cameras are on us. And when he gets out, the, when he's good and parked, I wave him into the parking spot. When he's good and parked, I start writing the ticket. <laughs> right? <Wow. laughs> so he gets out the car. He's like, yo, what are you doing? I said, ain't no money in the meeting. He was like, I ain't got out the car yet. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You parked, ain't no money in the meeting. He's like, wait a minute. You waved me in, and I can't get out the car to put the money in the meter? I said, what you should have did, you should have double parked, got out the car, put some money in the meter, and then came and parked. Then you wouldn't get a ticket. Oh, but wow. until then, you got a ticket. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. dude was pissed off. People. <laughs> he was like, he was so mad. And I said, you want to hit me? And I said, you really want to hit me? Go ahead. I said, you can hit me if you want. But because we're above the hills, I see you driving the BMW and it's brand new. Oh, I'm going to get some money. So go ahead, take a swing. Take a swing. Please take a swing. You know? <laughs> And so when we finally, you know, let him in on the joke, he was a good dude about it, but he was pissed. <laughs> gotcha. How, how long did that show run? Do you remember? We shot like five episodes for ABC, made it all the way to the upfront. But ABC felt that at that time that it was too edgy. For well, ABC is considered a family channel, family network. Right, right, right. At that mm-hmm. time, because we was punking people bad. Like, you know, that was like a, a situation we punked a guy, um, a pizza man. Like, it was, like, it wasn't nothing family-oriented about it. But it was clean, you know, wasn't no cursing or nothing. Mm-hmm. But they just felt it wasn't family-oriented. And the director, he ended up getting a gig to direct some other big project. And then the next thing, me and the whole cast knew, Ashton Kutcher had a show called Punk. I was so going to like, ask a question, too. Oh, wow. Well, I, I was going to ask you that about Aston Kutcher. Like, when you watch, when you see the development of the show Punked and how the success it had, do you feel like sometimes some channels they drop the ball or they're just, like, behind in the culture of what's what's going on in, in the media? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that time, before it was all Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, and all that stuff, um, the networks were really only competing against BET, MTV. You know what I mean? Right, right. And... ABC, ABC never felt like they dropped the ball because it was like, we, we're ABC, you know? 
we don't need this type of content. And the director was like, I got a the director got a got a big film off of it. Um, not Night at the Museum, but it was the same stars from Night, Night at the Museum. But it was I could get the name of the film. So he was cool, and we were just actors. We just got hired to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was like, oh well, you know, whatever. But that was the show that got me. I got Showtime out of that, which is what you know with Eddie Murphy. I, then I had my own show with um, Johnny Knoxville. We had a pilot. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it didn't get picked up, but, you know, I got a pilot with him. And, you know, it just opened some doors for me. So it was like the quietest big break ever. Gotcha. it was a show that nobody ever saw, but it did afford me some work. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, okay, so so let's talk about, again, Some I guess most people would know you from is from the hit UPN show, Eve. Um, definitely a, a a classic in the culture. Funny, funny, for sure. Funny. Um, and you played Marty. You played Jeannie's um husband that was in the military. Now talk about that role. Talk about how you got it and just your experience on that show. Man, that show. First of all, I loved working on that show. You know, Eve is one of the coolest people you ever want to work with. Beautiful um, too. Jason Joy was George. Good people. Brian Hooks. You know, all of them good people. And. I went in to audition for it, like I had went in all the other auditions, right? Mm. But this was the first time, or one of the first times I went on audition, and everybody I was auditioning against, I was like, yo, I got to get his autograph. Yo, I got to get his autograph. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm thinking that they're there to work. Like, they're not here to audition. They're probably just hanging around with casting directors or whatever. But they were there to audition. And I was like, I'm up against these fools. I was like, oh, man, I'm going back to Ralph's. There's a cleanup on aisle seven. I need to go back. (laughs) 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 You know? um, But I just went in, and like I said, L.A. is expensive, and it just increased. It increases everything. So I just really just had to focus in on trusting myself, doing the comedy that, from the, the size that I had, like bringing out the comedy they wanted, mm-hmm. being prepared to adapt, and just doing my job as an actor. Now, what, once I do my job as an actor, you got 15, 20 actors that can do their job as an actor. So if you don't get a part, it may not be because you weren't good. It may be like this part was for this person. Right. You know what I mean? And I was like, let me just focus and... You know, Lord, I'm putting it in your hands, Father, but you said if he believeth. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, Lord, let me give your words, Lord. You said he who believe. I believe I can get this part, but I'm going to leave it up to the you, Father. Right. You know? And fortunately, um, they thought I was, was silly and goofy enough to, to play the part. Do you do you like comedy? Is that something you do? Cause even, even talking to you now, like you just seem like to be naturally funny. So is that something you do, com- com- comedy, or is just you just happen to get that role and you just kind of made it yourself? Man, let me go ahead and break this down. I am a dramatic, trained theater actor, okay? I've done Fences. I've done Curly Victorious, worked on Lengthy Hughes Project. I'm a dramatic actor, and I get to L.A., and as soon as I start talking, folks start laughing. God dang, what y'all laughing at? <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're like, dude, you funny. No, I ain't supposed to be funny. You're supposed to be crying right now. I'm supposed to be invoking tears out of you. And they're like, yeah, I'm crying laughing. I'm like, oh, I'm crying out loud. But I'll tell you this. 
I love drama. For me, I love to do dramatic acting. Mm -hmm. I remember I had a, a conversation with two two good friends of mine, um, brother by the name of Earthquake, who's a comedian, and uh, brother by the name of David Arnold. Earthquake and Dave said to me, he said, Reg, because I was fighting against doing comedy. And they said, Reg, if they want to pay you to be funny, brother, be funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most simplest, basic, greatest advice. I was like, oh. It was like, if you make money at it, you could write your own dramas. And That's I was true. like, yeah, I guess I could. And so I adapted to, you know, I started doing stand-up. I still, I don't know that I have the passion for stand-up, and mm. I always want to be respectful to the craft and to the arts. Right. So, like, people like Earthquake and, and David Arnold, you know, Kevin Hart, um, my man Amy Spears, you know, people like that. They, they've got a passion for it, a love for it, you know. I have a love for acting, so if you notice, most of the stuff you may see me doing would be comedic or dramatic acting. Gotcha. Not necessarily doing stand-up, even though I do do stand-up. And, you know, thankfully, some people think I'm funny. I'm like, cool, the 15 of y'all are good with me. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, like, I said, like, like I said, I mentioned Eve was definitely, I think, one of those shows that was important to the culture um back in the day or whatever and i know y'all ran for what three seasons right it was three yeah man three seasons we should have had we could have had we could have had much longer but it is what it is yeah i agree i definitely agree but here here's the thing we are in the age of reboots and and resurrections of shows or anything do you feel like eve if if it was an option or a possibility do you think the show could be rebooted let me go ahead and break it down like this Eve then married a billion, billion, billionaire. That's true. <laughs> now, I don't know if Netflix and all them folk got the kind of money that this fool can He's not give black, her. too. So, <laughs> I don't know how motivated she might be to do it, you mm -hmm. know? But if they want to reboot it and call it Cardi B, which is the ah, You team okay, Cardi B like let that, man. Ride. You know, it just... I, who knows? Well, you know, I'm sure it's been broached. I'm, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but with so many other things and so many other networks, you know, you just never know. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. But shoot, I, I'm, I'm 15 years older now. Like, shoot. I think, honestly. <laughs> you ain't no major or general or nothing. You still the same old. <laughs> 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 I, but to, to me, honestly, I think if. I think if the 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 positioning was there, I think I, honestly, I think he would do it. I mean, I don't know. I think I think anything is possible these days. I think you guys created some some great television match. I still watch when the reruns come on. So I think I think if the opportunity was there, I mean, I I could see it happening. You know what I'm saying? Or like you said, if they recasted it with somebody that was, I guess, for the newer generation, like you said, like Cardi, then you know it, it could yeah. possibly work. Yeah, of course, for sure. So, right, right. So, so just just a quick just a quick I don't want to you know just you would take Cardi over Nicki is that correct for a TV show yeah I'd rock with them both <laughs> oh, you, look, you, de you definitely leave an opportunity for any kind of bag he was trying to get that bag <laughs> Listen, I'd rock with them both and I don't need no other cast around <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up 
Um, now I met just to get some just some context. I met Reggie at LA Web Fest one year. Um, he actually was uh, showing his film. He was teaching a class um, at one of the seminars, and then he was showing his film, The Lying Truth. So that's kind of how we connected. Um, Reggie, can you tell people about that film, The Lying Truth? Tell them, tell us, tell them about that. Tell them about your project and everything. Where can we find it at? Yeah, The Lion Truth is right now playing on Amazon. It's doing, you know, very well. Please go to Amazon.com, type in The Lion Truth or my name, and it'll pop up. Please rent it or buy it. Everybody, please. I wrote a part two for it, and Amazon is watching the numbers. And if I have enough numbers, Amazon will finance it. Oh, you know word. I mean? That's what's up. Yeah. And in part two, I'm going after um, um, Gabrielle Union, Regina Hall, or... Um, uh, Nia Long to play the lead in it. Wow, so, that's dope. Well, if Amazon, you, look, if, yeah, you know, Amazon would be financing. Like, yeah, I can't pay you, but Amazon can. Gotcha. But I need people to watch it. Right. You know, it's a film about a rapper who's accused of rape, raping a video vixen. Okay. And the rapper is like, I didn't rape this chick. She's trying to get my money. She's like, I'm a video vixen. Y'all fools pay me anyway. You got sexual problems. You think we're sex slaves and you rape. So it's a courtroom drama, and it all stemmed from basically a conversation I had. I was having lunch with a friend of mine who was a model, and her girlfriend called her one day while we, she and I was out having lunch. And her girlfriend hit her up, and she was like, you okay? She said, yeah. She said, I'll, I'll be there to pick you up in a few minutes. So I was like, is everything fine? And she said, yeah, my girlfriend just got raped on this video shoot. Mm. I was like, oh, snap. I said, you going to call the police? She was like, no, nah, Red. I was like, what? And she said, I've been raped at least three, four times on them video shoots. They crazy. So it is. What? what? I was like, she was so like, like no big deal about it. That's right? crazy. Then when I was working at BET, I had a chance to talk to, you know, some rappers in the game. And I kind of shared with them the story. And they was like, dude, these chicks come in here. They ain't got no money. They from the hood. They strippers, a lot of them. And they'll give it up. And then cry rape just to get us to pay him to keep it quiet mm, wow i was like for real he was like dude i was like yo so that whole thing that was the only conversations i had with either one of them about it that's it, enough it, it just made with me so much i was like i gotta write a movie about this yeah so i wrote a movie i think and the I- movie basically has you wondering Who's telling the truth? That's why I thought the lying truth. I, I I think that that's actually a real like key film or you know any like that's just key art right now in the society we're in, especially with what we got going on with you know the Me Too movement and all that's happening with that, whether it's Cosby or you know this person that person. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of rappers they say the same thing. They say that you know a lot, and I'm not trying to pick sides, but they say a lot of these women they do do that. They they grab them, they they touch them, they they they, they parts and all this stuff, and then. They, they make this story so they can get paid, you know what I'm saying, and get what they want while getting paid because they know that no rapper, no rapper wants that publicity. Right. Hand me the Exactly. So, we agree well. It's, um, it's just a sad situation, but it made me, it's, it's what encouraged me to write the movie. And, you know, I just need people to keep making it, keep watching the movie and, and checking it out, you yeah. know? Yeah, well, we know we got you got to go. I know we, you uh, you got some things you handling over there. Real quick though, uh, I have two more questions. Real quick, first question: 
Um, <laughs> what advice would you give somebody who wants to move out there to come out of the LA? Because I know you talked about your situation with leaving Philly, coming to LA, but what advice would you give to like a budding actor or actress or just somebody who wants to get into the entertainment business? The first thing I would say, and I, I teach acting, I teach Meisner and I teach um, Stanislavski method technique. The thing I would say to anybody that wants to come out and be an actor, do not be completely fooled to believe that just because you have a video camera and have taped yourself doing some skits, that you now can come to L.A. and be a respected actor. That's some good advice. Good advice. Preach. Preach. You know what I mean? Because you really have to hone your skill in, um, in, in acting to be to at least be respected enough to work at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To work so I would say to anybody, learn the, learn the craft, you know, have respect for it. Learn it as much as you can. Now, keep your social media numbers up also. You know, I mean, if, if, if you have something, I say go ahead and keep them up. I did um, Curb Your Enthusiasm and I, you know, I put some of my stand up on YouTube one time. And when I got to the set, I heard, you know, one of the ADs or somebody talking about a joke that I had told. And I was, as I heard him that's talking, dope. I was that's like, dope. wait a minute, that's my joke. And another AD that's saw me like looking and listening. And he said, yeah, we, we all watched your YouTube channel. I was like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I did not know that. Um, but in many cases, even though they may be looking and wondering what is this person's numbers or whatever, we're going to watch it. Um, um, even though your numbers are up, it's like I see that this person has a lot of people following him, but he's not a good actor. Mm. You know? So my advice is learn your craft, respect the craft, and come in prepared to work. Great advice. Prepare to, pre- prepare to get a job, too. Because I'm t- telling you, boy. <laughs> these people you know that three day notice you figure all right you gave me three days right it'd be midnight on the fourth day okay you got to go oh, and wow. it's not even came up yet wow <laughs> that's crazy yeah it's the fourth day <laughs> <laughs> so what so what what can we what you got next what you got going on what's what's next with you so i'm about to shoot a um a pilot presentation that i'm gonna be pitching it to hulu and netflix and bunch of other places it's funny it's called child support okay <laughs> that don't sound um, too funny man <laughs> <laughs> right right that's that's the funny part of it it's like yo this is not that's the funny, funny part <laughs> you know like yo this is a serious situation it's like yeah well they can pay the child support <laughs> so but um shooting that and trying to raise the money to shoot part two of I have three feature films that I'm trying to raise money for. So if there's any investors out there <laughs> that are listening to this at this moment, if I may be allowed to use this venue to pitch my film to you, The Lying Truth is on Amazon. Please watch it. And I have three other feature films all ready to go. Awesome. I won Best Picture Award for Lying Truth and Audience Choice Award for it. Oh, awesome. congrats, congrats, congrats. Thank you. And I believe I can get... With part two, and if I have the quote-unquote names in it, at least one or two names in it, 
um, I believe I can get a Golden Globe nomination for it. Because the, the script is a beast. That's what's up. That's yeah. dope. That is so dope. Well, Reggie, man, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to chat with us. We really appreciate it. Much, um, you know, success and many blessings to you, man, as you continue to to uh, blaze that trail, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And, and uh, um, y'all keep doing what y'all doing. It's a beautiful thing. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right. All right. Well, all right, y'all. Well, that was Reggie Gaskins and Maine and I are going to take a quick break. We got some new tunes for y'all to hear. Listen. And this is Fire and Ice. Thanks, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. <laughs> she get a bag. She get a bag. I get a bag. I got a bag. I tell me why you mad with your hate. Why you mad, dude? Tell me why you mad with your hate. I think they mad because I give me a bag just to show up. I got them made of sick. They look like they about to throw up. I think they mad because we in VIP about to pull up. And TT brought the gas, so we about to blow up. Man, could them chose us. If you know me, then you know I ain't giving no. If you know me, then you know I'm daddy mobile. Ain't nothing for free, gotta work to get the dough up. Show up, bro, I got my glow up. You just baloney like some cold cuts. I'm getting crazy bread, yeah, my donuts. Yeah, the flow nuts. Yeah, you girl go When I pull up in a big body tank like a soldier. Slinging ghetto D like Master P. I'm the last done, ain't coming out to me. We're back. Whoa. <laughs> uh, we're back. Um, Kendra's we here. Yeah, I said we got Kendra here. Hi, y'all. Fire and ice. So we transitioned from fire and ice and wind to fire and ice and air. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a big difference. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's wind. Yeah. I don't know what's the air. Air is what's on. Oh, AC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> air is why Khan's not sweating right now. Wow. Um, so I guess. We could talk about this LMA album. I don't need to. Don't say it like it ain't. It wasn't everything. We, gonna, hey, we, we, we all, we all got. We all, we all have our own views. On that's all I'm gonna say. say man. How you just talk about this LMA album, please? You sound like a Jacquees fan. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I will say this. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna keep on hunting. I know y'all been seeing my my timeline, right? I do like that Daniel Caesar joint he got. I feel like that Ew. Could, Ew. I, I like it. I don't oh, know why. No. And maybe nah. I like Daniel Caesar joint a lot, but listening to his, and nah. I get, I want an urban vibe from it. I don't feel that nah. urban vibe from uh, Daniel Caesar. I ain't saying he sing like him, but I like urban music. You got to get blocked. <laughs> now, nah, I've been sharing every day. I'm I've been, I've been of, retweeting I'm, every day. Yeah, we're definitely going to block you. Two, I, please stop, text, stop tweeting me. He said, God made her for me. Like, come on, dog. God, God makes a lot of people for everybody. I, I mean, mean, amen. This, God, isn't that didn't that Daniel say that in his song? I don't know if he said uh-uh. that in his song. See? Oh, he did. Do drought and famine, natural disasters. Oh, that that part, My that part is hard though. You know, I don't know the words. So I, I love know. When you break that down song. lyrics. That that first two lines, I was like, oh, this this is my song. I love drought and famine. I start thinking about. But Queeks didn't come up with it, so anyway. Um, no, he said something different. He I'm said something ghetto stuff. It's, it's, all, it's all, all to the whack. Um, yeah. Man, stop tweeting me stuff about Queeks. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Stop it. You're going to be blocked. Okay. Speaking of Queeks and Queen mixes, um, I, I do want to say this. I, ta- I, I mentioned you in a post, and you was like, 
what you said. You was like, I'm not playing this game. So before before we before we do this uh, LMA album breakdown, don't you dare do air quotes on LMA. How dare you? Um, we will play this game. Um, I don't know all the people, and I'm not gonna lie. But they said you had to pick one or, it you was, know, it was one SZA, gotta go. It was SZA, LMA, LMA. her, and the leading girl from, Sid, from Sid, um, the internet. internet. So it's Sid. Let's, 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 let's be respectful. Sid. Sid. LMA. SZA. Who was the last one? Was it her? Yeah, oh, it was her. her. I'm, okay. I'm like, who's her? Okay, her. Yeah. H-E-R. <laughs> Best part. Daniel Caesar. Her. Focus on me. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so who are we picking? Call, I'm not, I'm not call, doing call, Talking about to go. go last call. Talking about to go. Yeah, I'm not doing Yeah, this. one has to go. SZA. Scissor. And I, I feel like Carl want to say scissor, but I feel like he don't want to say it because he didn't diss it too much on the podcast. <laughs> and then at the same time, he likes her music on the low. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, uh, maniacs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, here's the thing. I don't, I don't want to play this game because I feel like in the black community, I, I got to be deep and woke. Oh I feel like God. in the black community, we all, we're the only community that does this one got to go. I'm not playing this game anymore. I used to participate, but I'm not going to do that anymore. So yeah, that's what that's the reason I decided. That's to a good that's back. a good look at it because it's like each of them have has their own unique sound and unique yeah. music and style. So that makes sense. I will say this: if we want to keep it one hundred, I'm not y'all know I'm not a big fan of SZA. We don't listen to her like that yeah, unless it's her her stuff on the radio. Yeah, but but I do like Broken Clocks. Mm. I love that song. I, that, that song's everything. But I'm just not like a big fan. But I'm not. I just I just don't want to participate in the one has to go game anymore because I just feel like again that's just kind of a to me it's a, a downplay it's, to it's, black it's a it's a fun game but it's more of like I guess and I'm not like I, I think the one gotta go I, mean, I see what route you taking to not answer the question so that's cool <laughs> but it also I look at it like those, those are four dope artists mm-hmm. so I don't look at it as a, as a diss I'm trying to, I look at it like we're saying like, so who's that much great you know what I'm saying who's that much or not great or whatever but. To me, it's, I, I would pick the Sid person only because I don't know her music like that. I, I haven't you heard it. into the internet. Yeah, I know it's a group. I know it's a group. I know heard of the group. But the thing is, the fact that that music hasn't came across me yet, it's easy for me to X her out. I can understand. The main music came across me. Scissor, I'm not, I'm not going to look for the new Scissor. It came across me. Right. Uh, her, I'm definitely not looking for her, but it came across me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a reason. I feel like God made them for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Definitely get into I think if you got into it, I think you'll like them. For sure. I want to end it every day, B. No, no, no. No. <laughs> stop it. Stop. I want to end it every day, B. Just Come like how man needs to stop tagging me and Queen stuff. You need to stop with that. When that Queen Mix drop, I'm telling you right now. When, the first podcast I do, not on Fire I know, but the first Motor Masters, I'm 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 playing snippets all throughout. Man, gonna be jiving on that I'm, on that thing. But only thir- you know it's the thing. I'm only I'm, I got a good. I'm only playing the first thirty seconds of most things anyway. The first thirty seconds of most of his music to me. It's great. It's that 31.5 second mark. I'm like, oh. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> Not you had me. The, 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 the first 30 you. seconds, I was like, oh, he got something. And he, in, the, in the video, he was like, nah, turn it, turn it, turn it off. He knew I was watching. He knew I was watching. Like, turn it wow. off. You know, I was like, All right, I, 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 I can respect that. You know, I can respect it's that. The, it, it's the, I don't want people to think I'm always queer bashing. Right, here we go. It's not that. It's just that I just don't, I, I don't understand how you are signed to a label. You were signed because of mm-hmm. you're an artist. Why are you constantly taking other people's song and trying to get money from it? Like, I just, I don't get that. You need to go and get your writers. If you can't write music, get your writers, and y'all come up with something original. 
Him. Maybe he doing like a Lil Wayne type thing because Lil Wayne used to do. I mean, I, I get what you're saying because I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan at all. I just he he does too many runs for me. Um, but <laughs> maybe he's do, Lil Wayne used to do that. I guess take instrumentals and rap had his mixtapes. But okay, so yeah. but there's nothing wrong. But was Lil Wayne though like? Actually, like he was doing like his rap, his own flow instead of like the exact this same is flow. Okay, it's, it's yeah. literally taking the flow of Japan and put this put like a word or two difference. Yeah, I, and then, I think mm-hmm. yeah, he making it. I think a lot of, but I like, and I, I guess for me, I like him. I don't know if you know who him is H I M. It was like, I, I've heard of him, but I haven't listened. He got to a, his. his EP was really dope to me too. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, he had to um, what, what he was doing was. Every song she made, mm-hmm. he was making the, the complete opposite, but like a reply from the man, like a man point of view, mm-hmm. a, a guy point of view. Um, but she got upset after a while. I guess like it's almost like no disrespect to Ella, but it's like he started to blow a little bit. Uh-huh. And he could sing really good. Like if, if I'm a, if you go on oh, your iTunes today, type in habits. I like that song. That's mm-hmm. like to me, that's like it's his habits. best song, habits. Okay. And I think she got a song called that, but she he just changed, he just flips it around from the male point of view. Um, but she, I think she got tired of it after a while. She was like, at some point, it's, it's not, it's not flattering. It's just da da da. But he was blowing up for a minute. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, see, I, and see, I think I would have a problem with that. I, th- I mean, I just, I guess my thing is this: like, I, if it's a mutual respect, I think it just come down to respect. Honestly, I mean, I just think if it was a mutual thing, like if her and him was like, we're going to do this. It's a collaborative. I'm going to put out my songs and you do your response or whatever. Right. I think it, that'll, it'll flow a little bit better, but it's a respect thing. Like, you just, it's, to me, it looks like you're riding coattails. Right. And even though, yeah, your stuff might blow bigger or whatever, you're still, you are still an impersonator because you, you, the you, only reason why you're where you are is because this person decided to put this stuff out there first. Well, so it's the same thing with, like, it's the same thing with Ella. It's like, Ella, the reason why I think Ella made so dope is because everybody wants to, like, Cover her. Right, we gotta get into this connection. Yeah, let's get into it because, like I she said, she um she said that I don't know if you saw uh, B Scott post what she said. She didn't have anything to do with uh, the, the music being taken down yeah. and all that, and she didn't block him because she didn't. She said never I never follow followed him <laughs> in anyway. So, yeah. but we, but, but I think we talked about this before on the mm-hmm. podcast. Like I said again, like it again. It she said it. It comes down to the record label, right? When you start again, when you start making money off of other people's property. That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Because people were, I guess people were getting upset with LMA because they were saying, how you can get mad because you, that's how you got discovered, you did covers. Yeah, but she L- said that. But, she's, but she never made money off right. of those covers. Right. So it's like, again, once you start making money off of stuff, that's when it becomes an issue. Right. So I think even with the him, her situation, maybe that's what it was. It's like, again, you're making money off of something I originated, something I created. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it can still be dope, but I'm just saying, but at the same time, it's, it's just all about respect. It's about respect and permission. Like, they don't play with that music stuff, like copywriting and all yeah. that. So. Just, just, just be your own. Like, do your own thing. Like, like especially if you made it already. Right. Like, I could do covers like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, don't be wasting your studio time doing no queen mix. And then it stops sound like a car that can't stop. You know, don't start up. I don't want to start up. I look at it like I don't know how Cash Money do their stuff either, but I do know a lot lot of people cash money they don't release albums so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I wonder 
for him doing it, is it more of a it's more of a thing where is he gonna get more shows by doing that? But I know he got he real booked behind this trip stuff, right? I forgot he was on cash. So money. if I'm doing shows, I'm just putting out mixtapes. You know, you don't get money the money for mixtapes. You know, mm-hmm. that's you put out free. You might get the money for a, a particular website holding it for that time period, like the first three days. That piff, they might pay you hundred thousand dollars. Let me let me get your mixtape only because everybody gonna go to that piff to download it. But um, it's not really no no, it's not really that monetary value in there as an album would be. Um. So like Lil Wayne been doing that lately. He ain't putting the music out, but he put the Carter Five out a little while ago. Mm. But he couldn't put the music out. So everything he putting out was just any a freestyle was mighty beat, whatever, just to kind of get shows to still do music. So I don't know, I don't know if that's tactic either. I but stay relevant until maybe he working on another album or something. I yeah. don't know. And I just feel like also if if it's bad, it's bad. If it's, you know, if it's good, it's good. I mean, it's gonna be it's music. It's gonna be to each his own. But let's get into this LMA. Let's I feel do like we're all gonna have different opinions on his album. Let's do it. Uh, Carlton. You the biggest LMA fan in the room I am. at the moment. So I am. I love her. Um I just like I said, I love her lyricism. I just love just her technique. I love I love the fact because I listen again, I saw all her mixtapes. I love the fact again, me and May talk about this the transitions. I like I like the I like the talking. Personally, I know some people that don't like the talking, but I like the talking. Best I part, love that's the best part to me. When she, yes. Like when Buddha first like started really playing on the radio, I was like, I used to get mad when they cut off the talking part. I was like, that's the best part of the song. You know what? I get mad because I'm ready for I'm ready for the second song. Mm. Like you know, because that EP is like so dope because it all go together. Yeah. So I, I always I'm ready for this. Dum, 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 dum. I'm ready for that next yeah, beat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the message like that the EP to me. I don't think to me she's not gonna be able to top the EP because I think it's it was to the point. And I look at anything I like relationship wise I know, that's how I start off boot up. You start saying, Oh, you can't mess with nobody else, you get like protective and you no, know, I can go through the whole thing I did before, but yeah. every boot song up means was on something. Boot up was on the E P, yeah. I haven't listened to her EP. Oh, boot up transitions into Yeah, yeah Trip made me kinda No, Trip made me like really like her and then I found out she was a Scorpio and I was like, Oh gosh, I need to support I found out her sign, I said I gotta listen to the music now. Um, but let's go. Let's go through the album. I mean, I'm not gonna go through all the songs. No, we, you know, we could we could break it down. Um, I like I like the way she started out with "Good Bad." I like that. It's a, I think I thought emotion like the album is gonna give you emotions. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's good to kind of give the definition. So now you know what you're getting into. And yeah. So, but I like "Good Bad." I didn't like "Dangerous" though. I gotta listen to the album again. I just finished. I need to listen to it all the way through because I that's started what I did, three times. I started last week mm-hmm. and then I finished it today, like the last three, and I like close. See, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't drive far enough to listen to it all all the way through. Like, mm-hmm. I was listening to. I listened like track one through. Like nine in the car, and then not to go to work, and then like I will have to start back and listen to the well, rest we could, of it. We like could that. touch on certain songs. Uh, I, so, I I want to say this like the good bad. I like the, like the good the first two songs. I like it. Mm-hmm. Just not, it's not bad. I just we talk about transitions, right? Right, right, right. So I'm I'm comparing this. I'm looking at not the the song's gonna be good. Every song in this album is good. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw yeah, it out there. I'm looking at like the body of work because I feel like. Boot up took off, and mm-hmm. she was only dropping EPs at the time. When every EP meant something, every track meant something like seven track songs. Yeah. I look at this as what sixteen tracks on this. I'm like, you know, like this is a lot for some. This is like a like a double quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I'm thinking like, well, they prepared to do an album, so did they rush the album? I'm looking at I'm looking at those signs. Was it rushed? Uh, is that in third? Is the transition gonna be same? You think she rushed it because she no, was I don't so think hot she at the moment? Yeah, I was looking for that because I'm like, if Boot Up was on uh, the first the first that other EP, and mm-hmm. that was the first song of a of a story you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. How you gonna throw boot up in the album now? 
to tell a different story. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I was trying, I was right. trying to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. she did a good job in that. Like, like maybe she should have did another song instead of Boot Up. In maybe the Boot Up don't make the album, but yeah, like you have to. Gotcha. Made a bonus got track. Got you, got but you. The, but the album is so good, Boot Up, don't, it don't have to make the album. Because one, Naked on the... Naked. Naked's on here too. Naked's on there. It's a bonus <laughs> yeah, track. Yeah, I about to say that. I, I, I knew about that. I feel like if, 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 you, if you only have a Boot Up, you have to throw Boot Up and Naked on there just, just to know that those are her songs because mm-hmm. it's a debut album. Right, right, right. So like, if you didn't get the EP... Naked, where's naked at? Now you'll go find a naked yeah. EP, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Boot up, you'll go find the ready EP, all that stuff. Right. So I like um, that. Um, I took, I, I loved Sauce. Dope. That I song love, is everything. Vibe. I listened to it on repeat. I Sauce, was mad at Dangerous, but when Sauce come out, I was like, all right, Sauce all right, is dope. All right, all right. But see, and then I know everybody was like a really big fan of whatchamacallit. I'm sorry, bro. But Thumbs down. Not, yeah, not, I, you, you didn't talk about it. I don't really care for that. I, I'm like, compared to, mm. I was expecting it to be up there with Trip. Like, Trip is what drew me in saying I was going to get the album. And I, I love Chris Brown. So, I, I mean, the song isn't trash, but it's, it's not something, it's not it's something I would no, repeat. I'm saying, no, no, no. It's a Chris Brown throwaway song. It's definitely something. He was like, I'm working on some songs. Right, I'm something not. Have, if something happened a minute, I like this. Let's work on it. It sounds cool. Let's just throw it on an album. Yeah. I felt like that. I, I can agree. I never called cheating or what you call it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. I think that's a that's a over the pond over the pond thing. Oh, but round the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was a really bad accent, by the way. Both of us. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tripping. Oh, um, I do. I'm, I ain't gonna like this though. Um, I've heard. Uh, I know I'm keep bringing. It, I heard the um, the trip. When they mix the two, Jacquees and um, what LMA. you mean mix it? No, it's people have people have that with like a one one song. I have like, oh I don't know. yeah, because they did that with boot up. Too. I'm liking that over what you call it. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Go ahead. sleep. Get your ears checked. I know y'all, I know y'all like Jacquees. See, see, she's not saying anything because she know that first that first verse is really good, but it's better than what you call it. But go ahead. No, it's definitely not. But we all have each time to time. I think what you call it was dope. I loved it. Of course, I love Chris Brown. Thought it was a good. I just thought it was good. Like I be I like I, to me when I first heard it. Like at first I was like oh, I don't know, but then you reached and pulled me in. So then I listened to it on repeat. So I like what's gonna call it. Um, shot clock. I'm skipping cheap shot because I didn't listen to that again. What? That that song is the best. That yo. you said that's the best song. No, 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 no. I'm saying, but from oh. six, I like man. Y'all from six to the, like the rest of the album, I'm telling you right now, six. The rest of the album. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm not skipping. Let's let's go ahead. And, like we, you said it, we stated it. The album is good as. But the debut is crazy to me. Nah, shot client was able shot client like no. Uh, uh, that, okay, that, I, hey. I like I like the, I like all the every everything she used all the elements. But I'm gonna be honest with you, right? Mm. This is my I guess how 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 I digest music. And you the same way, and I know I know you the same way. Somebody put you on a shot clock, you not gonna shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the same. So as I listen to it, I'm thinking of a you girl think like that, a, a, a girl that can tell me that. I'm like, oh, you got me. You know, I'm, I'm I'm like nah, it's this not happening. Yeah, okay. The principle of the matter, of course. Yeah, don't but put the me song on the is a good vibe. But, but no, know. the song I just I like I listen like when I listen to a song, I'm listening for a vibe. A lot of times, my sister knows this. When I listen to a song, I'm writing to songs sometimes. As far as like, I write my scripts, so like I I I, let, I name a lot of my scripts after songs. Like titles of the episodes. Uh-oh. So if Episode I'm listening to a song, I'm like, hey, that song vibes. That song I like goes. It though, I love it. But like, the message of the song, oh yeah, definitely not. Don't put me on a shot clock. I'm telling you right now, I'm holding. Oh. The, I'm throwing it out of bounds. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish you would tell me but somebody else. Go, somebody else would like get somebody transi- else. But I like the transition, like with sauce and what's McCall. I I like the fact that she's spelling her name and kind of. 
Yeah. That's what she's doing. She's spelling her name in the song. Mm-hmm. And that's also the title of, of the album, LMA. So it's like she's explaining. But I love the transition from Sauce to Whatchamacallit because I thought that was Lust. And then from Shot Clock to Boot Up, it was Love. So I loved how she's like explaining, kind of going through all of that. But now so, Boot Up takes a different meaning. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? It's absolutely. Like, absolutely. But and that's and that's why like, it, I'm, I'm I'm happy because I'm, I'm happy she's able to do that because mm-hmm. boot up and the red EP means I got me somebody now, mm-hmm. but boot up and this means I made him make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like that's dope. You got to okay. digest this music, man. You got to yeah. really. No, I mean, hey, I love it. I got it. the track, but I ain't playing no game. But I was doing this since Monday. Man. Yeah, man. That's what's up. I love it. <laughs> I knew you, I, I can't prepare it this time. I know some viewers, some listeners was talking about me. Talking, so I wasn't prepared for the Cardi B album. That's because I wasn't really like. First of all, I didn't have Apple Music yet. Second of all, I was like, I wasn't oh, yeah, really like in a rush to get it. Yeah, you wasn't blessed yet. You blessed I got now. Apple Music <laughs> now, so. Already. Yeah. Oh, this, this next one, my favorite song. I, I don't know how, you probably like Shock Clock. My favorite one, Everything with John Legend. I'm, okay. I, that was a good song. That, yo, I like it. I'm not going to lie. That was a good song. I, like I got to listen to Own It again because everybody kept talking about I Honestly, I just keep got to, I got to listen to the whole album again all the way through. I might do that tomorrow at work. I don't like, I mean, I like the song. I'm just saying, when people have a title and everybody's got another song, you know, Drake got Own It. Mm-hmm. So anytime I hate, I keep thinking of his. So oh, I, I can't yeah. even get into the music because I keep having that beat, Own It, Own It. I keep thinking <laughs> about that the whole time. Mm. I know yeah. you're not a Drake fan, so you probably don't. Yeah, I, I liked On It. I liked Run My Mouth. I liked, I really liked Good Feeling. Of course, I love her. So, I mean, I really liked that they mm, came together. about that, yeah. And they did that. Like, it was a good song. Somebody like, I know posted that. They should all four do a song since they got her. All uh, LMA, LMA, her, him, and Queese. Yo. But let Queese start it off because he can't be in it at the 30 seconds. So, so you got to get to Queese the first 30 yo, seconds. Yo, Queese, just do the chorus. That's it. I promise you. Yo, just the chorus or the, or the bridge. You know the music, whatever that means. But just do that part, you know. But then here we go again. We got another transition from gut to trip. That transition was good, too. That was, but that was I got a gut feeling about me. I'm tripping. I, I like I like that. That like, was great. But, I, but the good thing about gut feeling, I like, somebody posted it and, I, um, you know, I feel like that's how it be. You kind of know, like when you 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 at that point. Mm. Not I don't you know for women I'm talking about. Mm. I yeah, it's like, our intuition. Yeah, something like that. So you feel like something changes. Sometimes people ask you what's wrong, and for me, I'm the, you. I'm pretty sure you're the same way because we the same sign. I might say nothing wrong at the time. I might mean it for real. Right. But a woman might see something. Not saying they know me better, but they might see something. I'm not. Maybe I changed mm. doing this. I'm not mm. doing that. I'm not looking like that, but. The more, you know what I'm saying? Like the, as a woman, I think they just got that kind of they got that got, got that gut feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so tripping, that's when you know I'm like, hey, let me just fall back a little bit. But they're not gonna do that though. But they say that. <laughs> you, know. you got the wrong one. I will fall back. No, nah, but, but I mean, I mean, I think that. See, but that that's not tripping. And you you are uh, you somewhere else. I don't know what the word. I don't know what the song for that is. But that's another song. It's, it's called but Don't Play I'm With Me. This, this, <laughs> well, you know what? On the EP, she got a what's what's that? What's that? Uh, anymore. Anymore. Oh, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess um, I need. I, I guess this, I need to listen, listen to, to that. that. After this, you'll you understand. You on the anymore stage? You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go to the Red EP. Listen to anymore. But I'm talking the first time you talk about like you know, but. When, sometimes you say that best when you really if and if you don't if you never, if you never if you never if you never had the tripping mood then that means you you, you didn't have the real like stage yet to me I feel like that stage of tripping is like you trying to like kind of hide your own feelings for or not hide them but just like hold them down but you really can't if you can't you know what I'm saying yeah. like you in if you're in that mood with somebody you're in that mood and honestly the only way to get out of it is to have it any more feeling like because Every time else, it's just gonna get stronger and stronger. Yeah, because more I, around them. Yeah, Even if y'all don't do nothing, y'all used to do it. It's gonna get stronger and stronger. 
I'm just telling you, man. I'm just trying to school you a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah, oh I appreciate it. Appreciate the lesson. Because I do agree with kids. We finally, because we finally get to the song that she really likes, and I like this song too. Close. Yeah. That's that's I had. I definitely had that song on repeat. I was like, ooh. That was. That's a good song. Now, in my opinion, I feel like the album should have stopped at close. Clearly. Hey, but, yeah. but oh no, it does. Those, those are two bonus tracks, though. It's yeah, about easy. It says here, "Naked" is the bonus track. Easy is still on the regular. I didn't really track. care for Easy too much. Yeah, I felt like it, it, okay. Here's the thing, because I, I, you were saying that Naked need to be on the album so people can know, hey, that's an LMA song. I feel like I don't know. I feel like it should have moved somewhere. I don't think that should have been the last song. I think yeah. Close should have been the last song, and then you ended like LMA and then whatever you said. Hey, <laughs> so, I'm gonna lie. If- <laughs> I can't I can't judge my artistry like on that no but I do like listening to people like Drake Kendrick mm. I do feel like Naked could have been in some kind of interlude or something like that mm. you know yeah. like mm. where it's not a track but you're gonna hear it and yeah. you're gonna wanna cause you know how many times people are interlude they're like where that track come where that track come from yeah the Naked EP like it don't it have to be on the record I, so, so a portion of Naked yes yeah, something in the background yeah. some kind of skit or yeah. the end, end oh, of a track yeah 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 you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah 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 I, that felt like they was like, oh, we can't and fit it nowhere. be the but best part of the album sometimes too. Absolutely, and I guarantee you, probably that probably people love that song. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, did, I didn't dislike Easy, but I just don't feel like it should have been towards the end. I feel like again, I'm putting Easy on the same scale of Dangerous. It's like I, I just felt like those two could I could have did without those two. Mm-hmm. But on a on a 16 track album, this day and age R and B, if I'm just picking two songs that I don't like, it's the 10 for me. The yeah, album. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like just two songs out of 16. Yeah, I, I can roll, and then they're not bad songs. I just don't like. I, they don't to me. They don't measure up to other songs. Yeah, yeah I went I down agree. a number of them. I was like 10, 10, 8, but these are only eights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, gotcha. I just I, overall, I just don't think it's a good body work. I think LMA is. I just think like I just think she's dope. I think she's dope. I love artists when they like this in this in this stage where it's like it's no inhibitions. You know, they can kind of make their own moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now, and, and then the funny the funny thing about that thing we were talking about the one gotta go is. I kind I want to take it to the end. I kind of see your vision on that, like not wanting to pick it because everybody was picking LMA, mm-hmm. but being funny. Like, like one person was like, um, "Well, I guess you're tripping again. Or I guess you're another trip." It was funny how they said it. I don't know how they said it, but it was funny. But I was like, eh, you know, I kind of see it now because they kind of like, kind of like trashing her just to pick the other three. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessary. I do feel like all of them is good in their own right. Yeah. Um, but it's, like I said, all about perspective. Who you like more? Right. And to me, I just like LMA projects because she's got three now. This is now it's a full body of work as an album, but right. her projects to me just crazy. Her, I mean, I'm with you. I, I like her. I just can't. I can't give her heavy doses. It has to be two or three songs max. <laughs> it starts turning too much poetry for me. And I want to hear music. No disrespect to poetry. No poetry. I just want to hear music sometimes. Mm. And Honestly, it's I don't listen to none of them. I feel like she's annoying in real my life. Sister listening to them. But I hear music. I like the music. I just feel like in real life she's like annoying. But her, I just feel like that in real life because her music is too like naggy annoying. Yeah, I feel like yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Just something like, why can I touch your toes? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, you know what? What in the world? I, I, you know, LMA should give me that vibe. Like, Where do we go? You gonna get your act right or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm a woman, but you know, I, th- I can't leave you. That's another thing. I think with that shot clock or cheap shot was like that was cheap shot. That's mm. another thing. She that's what she said. Yeah. People was like, I'm good without you, but like, uh uh-uh. uh. I don't want yeah. I don't want to hear I'm without you, but that's not. Listen, that's not back for to me. back to sauce real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off. Back to sauce. The the symbolism in that song though. Like lyricism at finest, man. Man, listen. <laughs> sauce is everything. Y'all didn't listen to that song. This I, <laughs> I, I hate the way R and B or music is now because 
the crazy thing we talk about is the album and how great it is, right? Mm. But no matter how great an album you put out, or that's why I feel like EPs are just be- better now. Mm. And wait about a week or so or two weeks, they're gonna be wanting new Ella. Mm. And yep. she just put out and this and it, back in the day, this album will get you two, two, three years. Right. This talking about fourteen tracks. You know how many singles that Listen, is? Listen, I want a new Chris Brown album. And Chris Brown put out 52 songs last year. <laughs> and Kim's also glad to say that because, you know, every podcast we talk about music, we always got to ask Maine, have you listened to the full Chris Brown album yet? Is Richard McCullough on there? Huh? Heck it's no, no, it's not. Oh, nah. Nah. I ain't heard no new song than Chris Brown. I ain't hear, I ain't hear no, nothing, no, <laughs> no new Chris Breezy. I did see him come out with Drake. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, I, I was I'm excited about Rihanna. that. I'm, I'm still excited about that. I'm glad that they're Rihanna nice. now. You know, um, because neither of them are with the, with her, so it's no need to be yeah, beefing. Like that's got dumb. I mean, what's, the, what's the issue? You got it. Yeah. I got it. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, move on. on. I don't see the, the issue here. You know, yeah. let's make music. I want. I'd love to hear some more. Deuces. I love Deuces, man. When Drake jumped on there, I felt like it was like. It felt like a great record. I didn't like all the rappers on there though. But mm. you talking about the remakes? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I have a I have a version where just Chris Brown and then Drake comes right in afterwards. Really? Mm. Hey, I don't know where I find these versions at, but <laughs> man, versions. I'm sorry. If versions they they at. should do like maybe not a whole album, maybe like an EP or something. That ain't be so hot. That ain't gonna happen. Chris Brown like put too much music on the album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Drake a, a had double, a couple of songs. <laughs> Drake had a few songs on this last album. I, I mean, it wasn't as many as Chris Brown's, but nah, it's, it's bearable though. I, love, I can see, I, I can see what you're saying with that, but I think you know a lot of times when, especially the guys when they do an album or EP together, it's just they do it and it's always an issue. I'm talking about R. Kelly, Jay Z, like Bow Wow. Bow wow. It's yeah. just, we never really going. We never really gonna do that, are we? I'm just what saying. You, what you mean? Omarion oh, Bow Don't do that. Yeah, Omarion oh, got some good songs. Oh, you a let me hold you type of girl. Yeah, I like Bow Wow too. That's all. Like, that's all his. Let, let me, hold, me you. hold you. I love Bow Wow. Well, go see the Soso Dev tour. Go what? Soso Dev tour. They on tour, I believe. Is he? Is he? A, is he a part of it? Yeah, he's on, yeah. He I'm is. just asking because you know on the reality show they say he's not, but I mean, yeah, to, I don't like him it, that much. Like I've never been to one of his concerts. I didn't go on a screen. Like to scream tours or anything. What? You scream? Bye. That's wild. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's wild. I thought you you ain't scream. <laughs> Yo, life is crazy, man. <laughs> life is crazy. She didn't scream. That's crazy. Tripping. I definitely thought you screamed, man. You yeah, stupid. You stupid. Um, what else we got going on, man? Um, that's pretty much it. Have uh, you seen the Sweet Mahogany uh, release? The no, the, I, see, I see the promo. It. Oh no, no. But I seen the the the, the other one uh, with. Marquise Daniels, that's his name. Marquise Wilson. I'm sorry, that's a basketball player. Marquise Wilson. Yo, I liked it. I liked that joint. I watched the whole thing too. Cause you put you posted it yesterday, and you was yeah, like, yeah. "Go here." And when we said on a, on a podcast, I went and watched it twice. Mm. Um, it was like it was some kissing in there. I'm not gonna lie. I, <laughs> that kissing scene with uh Mar- Marquise and uh Sataria. yeah I was like he, he a little you know a little, a little rough there but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna keep 100 man I'm gonna keep I'm keeping it 100 I was like whoa what is going on man I had to back 15 seconds like it's but I lo- I, I liked it I'm 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 beyond with you it's some I feel like short films you get upset because it's short yeah. I was like, Colin, stop doing this, man. Like, well, Hollywood is. You should to, know. You should have stayed in California and finished the movie. Man. Hollywood like, is supposed to be. It's a short film. It's also supposed to be like a pilot. So we're trying to we're trying to promote it to where we can get it sold, and it's supposed to be a series. It's dope. It's dope. It's supposed to be a series. So we hopefully we can get the financial backing, then we can like go out to L.A. and finish. And my up. man's going to do an acting gig, and she talking about daddy, and it's. I was yeah, like, yo, was what's he, yeah. Wow. I said, what is this? So I, we you trying your, to. Yeah, you was in your bag with that one. That was that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you this? Yo. What, what song did you listen to when you wrote this script? Because oh, that's a good was question. Was this Captain, 
What song? Was, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. But I remember. I will try to talk about it on the podcast. I don't remember. I was listening to a song though. Using your bag in that one. Yeah. It might have been "If You Leave Her, I'll Leave Him" by Destiny's Child. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds. That sounds. About yeah. Right. If you, so, what's the title of the song? If you leave. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So that song. But what's homegirl name? Um, that was getting kissed by Mark. Uh, Shataria. She, she be on your Facebook a lot, right? Oh yeah. That's my homie. Yeah, yes. she's pretty. She's pretty. She's been on the podcast while you were away. She was a guest co-host. That's you want cool. me to bring her back? I'll be getting in trouble, man, when I say stuff on air. She's a Libra, too. Huh? She's a Libra, too. Yeah, her birthday, just her birthday was yesterday. Yep. Oh, her? Yep. Yeah. So she's not 10-10, though. What? She's not 10-10. No, she's not. She's not born October 10th. Uh, so it's not really fully balanced, but it's, I got you. Wow. That's anyway, cool. um, so yeah, y'all definitely go to the create go to creation dot com. Um, just go link, to my link page. in the bio. I'm gonna put the link in the yeah, bio okay. now, in the uh, description. And then uh, sweet Mah- y'all check out Bondage is still out right now. Sweet Mahogany premieres November 9th. So at, so the season finale of Bondage is the Friday before, which is the second. Sweet Mahogany premieres on the 9th. So then after that, Casey takes his hiatus. Kendra. Yes. So they'll be they'll be doing it. But that's not till December, guys. So yeah. I'll still I'll still be here for a month. I think I'm gonna change my name to Snow. Snow. Ooh, that's dope. Word. Okay, Doing so ice time. and snow. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like okay, that. so Kendra's like officially transitioned. She's no longer air. No, it's still it's still hot outside. Okay, so you're when air. December creeps up, it's gonna be snow. Oh, okay. I like is it snow? Or is it snow? Like snow. I like that. Yeah. You sound like Shatara. She said, "Agua." Yeah, she was Agua. Are we talking about just now? Yeah, oh, she was Agua. Yeah. I was like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Um, yeah, we're gonna get her on there for you. Yeah, because you keep saying she's pretty. Right, Shatara, come on the show, so man. No, she's a good actor. I'm saying like she's a pretty good actor. Oh yeah, but no, she's dope. No, she's definitely dope. She's definitely dope. But yeah, that's all we got here. Fire nice. We want to thank Jordan Johnson for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you to uh, Reggie Gaskins for coming on the show. Yeah, Y'all also too get that Me Five Me album. Um, the album is dope. Y'all get that. Is is definitely on all um, uh, what's called internet outlets. Yes, all social outlets. media platforms. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. So go all streaming platforms. All streaming platforms. Yeah. So go get that. And yeah, just support everybody that we got going on, and you know, just keep it moving, keep it pushing. Yeah, look out for that Q mix. Nope. On the way. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're going to end this with Get You right here. No, now I'm about to say, I, I will delete it. <laughs> but all right, y'all. Thank y'all so much. And this is Fire Nice. All right. Peace. Bye.